This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audible.com slash roosterteeth, audible.com slash roosterteeth. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code roosterteeth. That's offer code roosterteeth at squarespace.com. Welcome hey. to the Rooster Podcast. Hey, and welcome. The hey. anniversary edition, <laughs> the 11th anniversary ever of Rooster Teeth Productions. I was April 1st, tomorrow. Well, sometime. When yeah. the podcast comes out, yeah. To so, to. right before we started, Gavin was strutting around in his tiny little jeans. Yeah. I, he's wearing Levi's, and they print on Levi's, like, how big your yeah, waist is. Yeah, why do they print that on the outside? It I seems weird. I people to know my. Measurements. Now we all know your measurements. But I you said like that you were displaying yourself for me before. Oh well. Right out here. You're wearing. You're wearing. A, I'm gonna tell everybody. You're wearing a waist 30 inches, and those pants are too big on you. So like, I should wear 28. Is what you're saying. They're hanging down to your bum well, I pull, hole. I don't. I'm not wearing a belt because it's in. Yeah, but if if I let me tell you something. If I wore size 30 pants, I wouldn't need to wear a belt with them. <laughs> I'd have them like up to my thighs. Why do you need to wear like three spanks with them? What I, are you doing with my, with my wallet? I also noticed that Gavin is carrying this. This was like sticking out of his profile of his pants like that. It's a huge <laughs> lump. He, he, this is his wallet. I have his wallet in my hands. I would not expect you to have a wallet this size. What? what, what do you? We what, have what? all the same cards, by the way, in our wallet. Pretty what much. About? Oh, you have the exact same card. I got to be careful so I don't show you your credit card numbers and stuff. The. uh <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, but like, you make a big deal about your iPhone case. It was, it was weird. I was in the airport the other day because I was traveling. Here, I'm going to throw this back to you. I was traveling to, uh, Seattle and Vancouver and I came back and that was a nightmare trip, by the way, just for travel's sake. But, uh, I listened to two podcasts and the content of the two podcasts, they were about 120 episodes apart. There was probably, 25% all the same content. Us talking about the oh, same thing. Oh, you listened to our podcast. Yeah, and oh. I just listened to two random ones, and it was like, <laughs> we were talking about the same thing. It was so weird. Do you I think which we, numbers? No, but like I a, have them. I can look them up. I think we're on a three-year cycle of conversation. Like, after three years, you just reset, it's, and it goes over occasionally again. Occasionally, there's a little bit of new something yeah. that happens. And there's enough difference in the audience that nobody says anything. <laughs> <laughs> we only have so many stories. I saw the guy on the, on the flight back from Seattle. I saw the guy sitting next to me listening to the Adam Carolla podcast. As he was scrolling through looking for a podcast to listen, I was like, so, what, what other podcast you got on there? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, like, discreetly look at his screen to see what, what he had. All out, all Adam Carolla podcasts. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, well, I flew back the other day from Seattle as well. Who's on this podcast? And there's a, huh? Who's on the podcast? Oh, well, it's Gus. Gavin. Barbara. And Bernie. And Gus. And Gus. And uh, so I had, you know, I, I was on the nonstop flight back on Alaskan Airlines. And the nonstop flight, you know, leaves Seattle at 11.30 in the morning and lands in Austin at 5.30 p.m. Yes. I was out there. You were out there. And Alan was out there also. And the night before we were coming back, I asked Alan, you know, well, you said, I have an early flight. I'm going to cut out early. I was like, oh, what time's your flight? You said it was like 6 a.m. or something. Right. And I was like, wow, that's fucking early. And Alan's like, yeah, well, my flight's at 5.29. What the fuck is wrong with you people in your early ass <laughs> flights? I just had to get back. I had to get back for a reason. I was actually going to stay through the whole weekend because Miles was there through the weekend. He's working on music uh, with Nico for RBB Season 12. And I was going to sit in on that session, but I had to come back for a kiddo birthday party. So it's a family obligation that I, I had to be back for. Family Otherwise, first. Family first. What thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gavin. You're a good man. Absolutely. Not that Nico's not kind of family. 
if I had French chain smoking people in my family, <laughs> he's with also me. not your son. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's he's not. Different. We get the paternity test. That would pretty, be weird. I'm pretty sure Nico's <laughs> not my son, but it would have been great to hang out with Nico. Those are always fun times. Uh, one of my best memories over the last 11 years was uh, when we took like after finished up season five, looking at doing new stuff with season six. And Nico and I sat down and, and uh, basically he like started playing some music. I started playing off that. And uh, he played the music that eventually became the theme for the meta and was the season six trailer, which is probably one of the most different Red versus Blue videos that there is, uh, was the trailer for Reconstruction. That's a really, really different video, mm-hmm. even from the tone of Reconstruction in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, had a lot of fun with that. Did a lot of like backwards guitar stuff that was really awesome that I loved. So sorry to miss out on it, but I know Miles and Nico probably made a lot of great progress. That was one of my favorite things when I did uh, season seven was just listening to all the tracks and like trying different tracks that he'd done that I'd never heard before in different spots in the season. From everything we've used, there's probably like 30% that we just haven't gotten to use yet, you know, because he just makes so much music when he does it. Yeah. There are variations on stuff as well. Yeah, that's what we did in in, uh, the miniseries before season seven, Relocated. Yeah. Very good. We, we just used, um, I used just variations of stuff that we'd heard, but with different instruments. And that was kind of cool. Did you ever get to work with Nico directly and like work on stuff? Not, we didn't make anything together, but, uh, I talked to him. I think he did make one track actually when Tucker came back. Yeah. I think in it was season Tucker seven. One. Yeah. That was the one where I like had input into how that sounded and stuff. It was really so cool. Awesome. It was cool to like, and he's really quick too. What year was it? 2008 or 2009? The, uh, speaking of Nico and Trocadero, the Trocadero DVD. Is available in the Rishi store. A little yeah. bit of a plug there. Gosh, Sorolla, you are a promotional machine, my friend. <laughs> I got a text. Don't forget about the Trocadero DVD. Like, I guess someone in the other building's watching us right now. It's a like, DVD hey, CD set. That's a great segue for the Trocadero. Who texted you? Brandon. Yeah, Brandon's really up on that. So thank you, Brandon, for that. Is there a 15 year anniversary recently? Yeah. Of Trocadero. It's crazy. So they did a concert at RTX, which I think is on the DVD. You know, I, yes, I gotta so say, Nico really started a trend at the company where he was a guy that we had lousy music the first five or six episodes of Red vs. Blue. Nah, episode two was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 did, I was a very short-lived early thing in Red vs. Blue where I would make a different theme song for every episode. <laughs> and it was me singing or me making the music. And I like ran out of musical ability like in three weeks. Basically, See, I like I that three song. songs of me. That you ran like, out of musical ability before, before you started the first one. <laughs> I, I like that episode two song because it was, I am red, I'm fighting with the blue, I'm blue, I'm fighting the, with the red. Why don't we just get together, make ourselves a little purple? That was funny. Then you laid in a bunch of laughing, and I was like, oh, they're all laughing because it was funny. Then you told me that it was all you, and you just <laughs> laughed a bunch and like laid it over. So I it did. was like you I laughing at yourself. I pitched it up and down. Because I was alone wow. in, in the room. <laughs> I was alone. <laughs> so so it just, just seemed less crazy. You <laughs> laughed a bunch, recorded it, and so then layered it in. You're in your house. This is before the office. And yeah. you're up there probably in a spare bedroom going, I am red. <laughs> and then you go, ha, 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 ha. And then you go, <laughs> you're leaving out the best part, which is me with a microphone and a Casio keyboard <laughs> jamming out this tune. That's what I was doing. You were, I thought that was like a demo track. It well, it totally was. I wasn't playing oh, anything. Okay. I was like playing like the little beats and all that stuff. What is that now? Is that online anywhere? Uh, you probably have it. I have it. I yeah. have everything. Gavin was an early sponsor uh, and he had everything archived for the longest the, time. That wasn't even very intentional. It was just back then you couldn't stream anything. 
There was no video streaming for us to, to for the episode, so you had to you download. You had to watch, right click and save every episode. You couldn't watch video in a browser no. at all. It just didn't, just didn't happen. I think real play I could do it, but unless you want to <laughs> spend four minutes buffering it, you can do it. But yeah, it's the only format we never used. I yeah. don't. I don't think of any so video by yeah. default. I just had everything because I was a sponsor. I downloaded all the sponsor extras and all that stuff, and I ended yeah. up just with it, and nobody had it. There was even a time when you were compiling stuff for the bonus disc with season five, where you actually didn't have any copy of the stuff that I had. So I had to send it to you for the DVD. Yeah. I know. I <laughs> totally believe that. We ran into that uh, once before with some software we used. We had early screenshots from the first movie that I made and we turned them in, uh, to Adobe because we had screenshots that they didn't have of some of the software. <laughs> and we became Adobe featured artists. We turned it in as part of the story. That's cool. Yeah. It's crazy. Sometimes you don't think about that. Sometimes you, you know, there's, uh, Gus has some pictures that he showed me today from some of our early days of, when I actually recorded Gus and Jeff recording the first lines for Red vs. Blue. Yeah, I went through like 11 years worth of pictures and like tried to compile a bunch. So I'm trying to pare them down to make a, a journal entry tomorrow. Didn't you take a picture of him filming that moment to be a prick? I just well? saw yeah. that today. Yeah, I saw that I have like four pictures from my point of view. Because you're just like, setting up the camera like, you look so stupid. Here, let me take a picture of you. <laughs> That's by the, my, my favorite clip of all of the behind the scenes is where you're like, I know, yeah, I'm just filming it. You know, it might be big. You it might be know. successful. You yeah. never know. <laughs> And just like behind the scenes thing, huh? Like using like industry lingo. Just like, all right, cool. <laughs> what was really stupid was the fact that I had a digital camera. It's like you, you didn't bust out your phone and take a picture. It's like, hold yeah. on, let me get my digital camera. <laughs> Pull out this monstrosity. <laughs> yeah, you're a 0.5 megapixel camera. Yeah. The worst part about that is some of the pictures. I forgot we were in Jeff's house, which had no carpet in the living room. It was ba- literally bare cement. What? Was the living room kind of floor you would want? Not even no, no, he, t- he tore up his carpet at one point. Like, <laughs> so the edges were all the tack strips, and then the center of it was just raw cement. And it was like that for like what? Like, it was a long time. Six months. It was a long time. That must have been cold to walk on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then isn't that where you got piles or something? Or you got like a. No, didn't you get a hemorrhoid? No, no, that was over there. That was over there. No, that's, that's, that's way that was different before. Concrete floor. That was a different concrete floor. <laughs> that was in it. Yeah, that was. Did you have like post-traumatic stress system? <laughs> no, that? Gus lived in like a really, you know, I mean, you guys live in Austin now where it seems like over the course of one decade, they're basically just going to tear down all of Austin and rebuild it. That's what's happening, yeah, right? It seems like it. I mean, everything has been like leveled and is now turning into a skyscraper. It's like SimCity in action when like they get the upgrade on the, on the city block, but. One of the first places that got renovated was an apartment complex that Gus lived in, and it was like this super fancy, like artist apartment. It tried to be fancy. Yeah, the Metropolitan, the Metropolis, Metropolis. That's what it was, Metropolis. Have you been back there since? I drive by every now and then. Is it now? It's like totally. It's pretty dilapidated. Yeah, I would imagine so. They didn't. They didn't keep up with it, so they tried to like paint it weird colors and put like art installations all around it, try to make it like stand out. So it wasn't in the best part of town. And they were, I guess they were trying to turn things around. They might have been there a little too early. I think, <laughs> I think the rest of town creeped up over it. All of our attempts at early renovation were terrible. Like, do you remember that in the, the spare bedroom where Rooster Teeth started, I painted all the walls green? And then JD, when he was a baby, found the bucket of green paint and just like dumped it over in the corner. <laughs> yep. And we had a couch that if you moved it, the whole corner of the room was like matted, dried green paint. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you, lived, you lived in Jeff's house. When he painted the hallway and all the doors black. Yes. <laughs> what? So the worst was. <laughs> the was worst the part about that was ever. when you're drunk at night, you cannot find the fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you're just like you're like an idiot robot. You're just like bumping into the wall. Like, is this how I get in the room? Like, nope. Feeling is this, up, is this the handle. You're just like, well. So they have concrete you- floors and black walls, or was it a different place? Because that sounds like it was a jail the same cell. place. It was the same place, and it was we would hear people like and like people would be over drinking, and they say, "I need to use the restroom." Where does they go? Go down that <laughs> completely pitch black hallway and find it somewhere in there, and then you, people would go and like with their hands like this, and then you hear, then you hear. Thud! <laughs> Someone hitting a door. Should have had an infrared camera up there just watching people. What? Yeah, it's like something out of a haunted house. Yeah. It's like everything's fine. Oh, but that's the dark hallway. Watching people fumble around when they are seeing pitch black, but you can see everything and their eyes are all like lit yeah. up. That's one of the funniest things ever. Yeah. Have you noticed that sometimes on an infrared camera, some black stuff shows up black and some black stuff shows up white? No. I, I was, um, you can do this with your connect. If you go on the page where it says, show me what my connect can see or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you flip it to the infrared, I was wearing a black hat and a black t-shirt. The hat was white and the shirt was black in the infrared. Hmm. And I have no, I could not figure out what is, what, what is causing that. Does it matter like material or just the way it's? Formed? I mean, yeah, one was like a beanie material and one was just shirt material, but it was weird. Had you washed the hat recently? No. Okay. <laughs> how, how often do you wash a hat? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm not you. <laughs> I don't wear hats. Yeah, I don't know. Try it out though. It's interesting. See what stuff is really black. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's something to do with the detergent, but you just say you didn't wash it, so I don't know. And then we moved from there. We went to an apartment in downtown Buda. That building is still there. Uh, Oh, is it? I haven't been there in forever. Downtown Buda is one street light. That's it. Just that that one street light. And uh, I thought, well, if we move into an apartment, it's got a kitchen and it's got a bathroom. That's pretty much everything we need for a small office. So it was perfect. It had a back, was a one bedroom apartment, had a back bedroom. That was our editing because we only had one editing computer back then. And then everyone else worked in the front area, like working on basically administration, yeah. IT. We only had one computer with hard drives fast enough to edit. God. How many people were in there? <laughs> How stupid is that? It was me and Matt in the back room. And up front, it was Jeff and Gus, and then very quickly, Nathan and Jason and Saldana Tucker. And Finch the cat. Was, did Joel eventually join in that office as well? No, Joel didn't come to Austin until after season five. That's right. He visited for a while, mm-hmm. and then, but then, yeah, and then he and came then back see, to And then the day we finished season five, episode one hundred of Red vs. Blue, we moved out and moved to the office in downtown Austin. Did and you, I went. Did to you even realize Expo. that the day we finished episode fifty, we packed up from the spare bedroom and moved to the apartment? Yeah, it's crazy. And then the day we finished episode one hundred, we packed up from there and then moved over to. And then the I other guess we studio. stopped keeping milestones based on episodes of Red vs. Blue. Yeah. I, we moved here in season after eight, yeah. season nine. So yeah, season we get a, we get about two and a half, three seasons out of every place. I managed to completely miss that move from Buda to to uh, Congress. Because I went to some convention. I went to Anime Expo with Jeff. With Jeff. So and Jeff when, uh, missed it too. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff has missed the last two moves. Did he miss the he one He missed to... the move from the apartment to Congress, and he missed the move from Congress to down here. How would he have missed the one from Buda to downtown? Because that was episode 100. I know he worked on that. Right? I think he went out of town for another trip or something. Oh. Well, that was the one that I was on, How wasn't convenient. It? From Buda to downtown? From Buda to that downtown. That was episode 100. Yes. Yeah. And then the one from downtown to here yeah. was... Why wouldn't you have missed that? Were you around then? Yeah, I helped with episode 100. Oh, that's right. Okay. I actually filmed okay. the stuff in uh, Caboose's brain again. In the, the in, uh, Tombstone. Uh, remake of, yeah, Tombstone. Yeah. That's right. Remake of Hang'em High. I remember, I remember a comment because I was like, I, it was like when I was really new at helping out with Rooster Teeth, I was like, man, it's weird that I was watching the original Caboose's mind scene in England and now I'm 
here in Austin helping you make it. And at that point, I threw a grenade right into the middle of the scene, and you're like, yeah, I'm really glad you're helping us make it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just sort of the point I was trying to make about Nico earlier, is that he started, Nico started a tradition at Rooster Teeth of hiring people from the community. I was just writing, we'll talk about this in a second, but I was just writing uh, an article about, um, a journal article about this <clears throat> maker show that broke down this this uh, game, game jam. jam. Yeah. yeah, where they what, were trying to make that about. I don't know. They're trying to make a reality show about game development. You ever see? Best way to put it. You ever see the Social Network, the Facebook movie? Yeah. You know the thing at the beginning where Mark Zuckerberg is in college and he's got the people all coding in a room and they're having a big contest. So programmers will do that. They have these jams where they get together and they just code stuff over a short period of time and have it's like, like the, the contest to make games really quickly, right? Pretty much. Is that yeah. the same thing or is that different? It, it's like so there, it's all time, very, yeah, a set time frame. It's like what game can you make with this amount of time? It's all part of the culture. Yeah. And so they're making a reality show, or they were making a reality show, and apparently the producer who was making it sounds like an older guy is not really part of gaming culture, more so he's coming from the reality, uh, traditional production side of things, and was like trying to like force stories onto people yeah. on interview and on camera, like they were having so an this argument. This was already like well into production. No, I think it flamed out in one day. Oh. Like <laughs> the way, the, from the account of the person who was talking about it, who was a, if not a maker employee, then at least a maker contractor. Seemed a contractor, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, that it was hundreds of, th- hundreds of thousands of dollars and the the whole thing blew up in a single day and melted. They stopped production Damn. and killed the Never whole thing. That yeah. Apparently this, did it just guess, happen? Uh, I don't know when it happened, but he was saying like, he was going around trying to incite arguments, supposedly trying to incite arguments amongst the, uh, the players or about amongst the teams. And he would, so there were a couple of female programmers and he would ask those teams like, do you feel like you're at a disadvantage because there's a girl on your team? Or he, yeah, he'd ask like the all male teams, like, so you feel like you have a better shot since there's a girl on the other team. I think what he meant was, do you think you have a great advantage for a girl <laughs> on your team? So it's it's just like he was trying to incite that you know those kinds of arguments. I guess that he wanted to get out of reality TV. He's doing like, that thing that he was doing that thing. It sounds like which a, a lot of producers do. And we and for to be honest, when we started, uh, the only reality show we've ever done is the Gauntlet. We do RT Life, but uh, we did a gaming reality show called the Gauntlet. And in the first season, we had this notion. Since we're narrative filmmakers and we're used to scripted content, we had this idea that we could kind of like massage things and like build stories. We found out like the first day that that doesn't happen and that we immediately found real genuine stories that were taking place with the people that were the actual contestants. Like I remember we we tried to cast the guy and the girl who were boyfriend-girlfriend on the same team because we thought that would be more interesting. We definitely tried to get more women in the show naturally even though it was a competitive game show and we couldn't really like, you know – make people win or anything like that. We tried to like initially in the couple rounds, we did try to make them more open games that are broader that more people play, uh, especially females. Like we played super smash brothers melee instead of like call of duty and that kind of thing. Um, but all the stuff we tried to orchestrate, we very quickly realized we shouldn't do that. And we just went with the natural stories. Remember yeah. when, uh, um, Lewis left like mid season, like <clears throat> everybody was like genuinely yeah. devastated. People, people really liked him. He was awesome. Yeah. And to go back to that point, it's like, of like, this long tradition that started with Nico is like, I was noticing today that there's three people here today working that were on the first season cast of the gauntlet. They're here working on different productions. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're down in the studio and it's like, that's like another example, like how we continue to do that stuff. Yeah. And then we made the second season of the gauntlet. And by the way, this was actually something we did produce with maker because uh, we were producing it with blip for the first season. Uh, and then we were producing it again with blip and halfway through season two, they were acquired by maker. So mm-hmm. this is actually a maker production and they mm. were awesome they helped us with our sponsors and everything else and we second season went awesome that shit was a blast that was a lot of fun yeah it was really fun and a lot make. of people ask if that stuff was scripted or planned out but other than what games we were going to play nope we didn't know anything no we literally 
day one, season one of the gauntlet, we gave up on that thing. We just realized that stories just naturally come out. Mm -hmm. Like that whole I Justine thread that came up with her and Adam and Greg Miller. That was, that just naturally came up on its own. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The onion rings. Yeah. The onion rings. (laughs) That's gauntlet season two was a lot of fun to make. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, surprised at how how quickly and how efficient that whole shoot went. It was uh, extremely painless. It was very, very good. Yeah, it was nice, and it was even easier if your team sucked, like uh, like the old achievement hunter team, because we didn't have to come into like three every day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was a little jealous. <laughs> no, you weren't. You like winning. I, I do like winning. We had a good team. Uh, but yeah, anyway, just in case I didn't mention earlier, I'm going to be making a journal tomorrow. Uh, with a lot of these pictures of the old offices and whatnot. Surprisingly, I have a lot of pictures of the. The spare bedroom. I have a lot of pictures of the Buda office. I don't have a lot of pictures of the Congress office. I don't think I have any of this studio. Well, yeah, just to stop taking pictures in general. Yeah, I got a ton of pictures of the spare bedroom one. Just like I have a lot of the uh, Congress one. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because you just started there, right? I don't have any. Well, I was in Buda as well, but we were all jaded and awful. You showed me a picture of me from the first RVBTO that you're going to post. Yeah, I think the first time we met Barbara. Yeah, <laughs> you have, you have braces, I though. had braces. <laughs> And just tons of acne. <laughs> and I asked them to sign my arm. And I was like, I'm never washing this arm again. And she still hasn't. <laughs> Disgusting, Barbara. We didn't even have a talk with you. <laughs> it's been years. Just like growing mold and like spreading. Yeah, but I also have a lot of pictures also from like various events that we went to. And uh, just like things that, that oh, we did. Oh, God. Oh, uh, there's an old picture. Is that- that's, that that's 2009. Is 2009. When I first came to visit Austin. That was while we were making Relocated, I think. Must have been. That was only... And to be clear, you guys... Was, uh, so only Jeff's missing there, right? Barb was not on the staff. Gavin was there, not officially on staff, but you were directing. Yeah. Like, you were directing season seven there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the only piece people missing from that is Jeff. I he must s- have been moving that day. He must have been taking the picture. No. I and apparently Gus's barber oh, was missing at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was in the middle of that phase where I had I just kept forgetting to go get a haircut. I don't even remember. I went like a, at one point I went like a year and a half without a haircut, and I think that was in the middle of it. That doesn't explain why your beard starts at your eyes though. Well, why I, is I, that? I, I, wait, wait, I'll <laughs> see again. I had to start growing my facial hair to match my hair hair. It's just all one thing. Yeah, so it just like kinda all grows out together. That, your, your, the way hair grows on your head is unbelievable. It's like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, you got a haircut last week and it's already back to It normal. grows like up your cheeks. It's like, <laughs> do you cut your own uh, cheek line? Yes. Like, do you shave up here and then leave yes. it? He told right. me once he shaves like right up yeah, next up, to his up, eye. Up here, I have hair like right under my <laughs> eye as well. And, you and, and on your nose. If you look closely, you can see like the stubble or maybe the makeup's covering it. Can no, I've seen it. Totally <laughs> we I think we were on an immersion shoot together where I just recently was asking you about that because I saw you had like... Five o'clock eyeliner. <laughs> what you call that? Can you please grow that out one day? No, God, that's oh, scary. Please. That's fucking scary, man. How do you know to like stop at your eyelashes if your hair goes <laughs> that high? I'm afraid you're just gonna shave across your eyeballs. I have to go quite high. Like I have some up here, but it's it's kind of faint compared to the rest of it. It's mm-hmm. like I occasionally just get rid of it. I, I knew a guy at school who whose hair went all the way down to just above his eyebrows. And he, like, designed his own hairline because it went too far down. He would just shave his forehead. I know people that do that. <laughs> Did you see recently yeah. that they, I don't know if this is fake or not, but they have facial hair implants now. Like, you Why? know how you could get, like, hair implants if you're, like, balding? For Chris Damaris? For, I guess. No, I have, no? A, I have like, a, I have a spot. I don't know if you can see it here. I have a spot, like, right there. See that? Yeah. Yeah, I got a little spot that's, like, never grows. Do you have a Did thing? you have a scar there or something? No. Oh. No, just a little dot where hair doesn't grow. I have a spot I here. I gotta make his face when I look at it. <laughs> I gotta make my frowny face. I have a spot here on the, on 
this cheek where this cheek is numb. Like, I can't feel anything on this cheek. So sometimes I just, like, pull the hair out of it. That's a little weird. <laughs> what does that mean? Why are you numb on you part have, of your You cheek? have a numb cheek, <laughs> so you pull the hair out of it? What does that mean? Like, it's satisfying. Can't feel it. Like, sometimes I'll be like, this cheek feels weird. And I'll just, like, pull all the hair out. And then I have a big bull patch in the side of my cheek. Oh, okay. So you're saying it's like you just go through and, like, pull all the little beard hairs out. If I'm Until sad. you can start feeling it, and you're like, nope, nope. Yeah, far. there's like a, a ring around here where I start beginning to feel it again, but right in the middle there, I can't feel anything. Why? Kevin, that concerns me. That concerns me that you that you have that. Because you can't, sometimes you have strokes and you can't type or, or make words, and yeah. then now your cheeks are numb? Yeah, is it, just is it one, symmetrical? Just one cheek. Yeah, that's not good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the, this, the left side of your this brain. This is the beard implants. No, oh, that looks awful. It, it's We're like when show they, potentially a really weird medical image. It just looks like a bloody beard. Oh. No, that's oh. when they plug, they put beard plugs beard in. Beard plugs, yeah. It looks like a... I guess it's for people who just can't A grow. porcupine hit him in the mouth. <laughs> oh. What an amazing world looks we like live in. Looks like he was eating out a girl on her where period. That's a thing oh. that you can fix. What, what, what happened? I missed what you said. <laughs> I'm still grossed out by it. I don't want to look at Barbara. What'd you say? Say it again. I said it looks like he's been eating out a girl on her period. Oh my god. <laughs> and what happens sometimes? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of cool that we live in a world where if you want that fixed, you can get that fixed. Yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're unsatisfied with your beard, you're like, oh, I wish it was a little fuller. Let me have surgery. I'm trying to think, what is something that you lack that other people have that you always lack? That's nothing. Uh, that's something that I lack. I can't whistle. You really can't? Mm-mm. I can't make myself burp. That's, there that's we go. not like so common, though. I think it is. Everyone I know uh, is yeah. Just do this. Everyone, everyone just says do that. Not everyone, not hey, just do this, it. and then they burp. <laughs> it's like when you go to watch when I when I went to the um, our, you know, my first day with Ashley was to go to the Emmys. <laughs> it was good first day. That was a lock. Uh, <laughs> and I had a bow tie. And I was going to tie it myself because I figured if fucking Jordan can do it, anybody can do it. But uh, I watched these uh, videos online of how to tie a bow tie, and it basically it's like step one, even up the bow tie. Step two, cross right over left. Step three. Magic. Yeah. It's just like it's such garbage. <laughs> I literally gave myself three hours to get ready and learn how to tie a bow tie. That's why in all those photos, I'm wearing a tie. Because <laughs> I just was like, I give up. I, I give up. I found uh, an example video that someone posted on YouTube where he ties his own tie backwards so that when you're looking at him, it's like you're looking in the mirror at how your hands Fucking would do show it. show off. That's very nice. That's, yeah, know, that I was like, nice. Wow, I was like, this is the perfect video. It's like you, you can see exactly what you need to be doing. So when you put your mouth together and then blow air through it, what happens? No, well, you're not doing the mouth try, right. Try blowing like, in. How, how, yeah, like this. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> try blowing in. Like a suck. Sucking in? Blowing That's in. a solution to everything, in. Barbara. <laughs> 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 I can't do it. That's the only way I know how to whistle. Anything you can't do? Is like the, everyone else takes for granted? Uh, I can't sing. Oh, that sucks. I can't sing either. Uh, I've always wanted to, but don't have What that. can't I do? I feel like I can sometimes, too. Like, I got this, and then I hear myself, I'm like, oh, it's, it's <laughs> fucking horrible. Did you see that video a couple terrible. weeks ago of that uh, like teenage girl? Singing, she videotaped herself singing along to the Lion King song yeah. with headphones on. She sounded all awesome. Then she like cut later, like she found this video years later. She cut it together with like the actual soundtrack, <laughs> and then just with her her vocals. Yeah. Fucking fucking. Funny. You sung Katy Perry in the outtakes of Reconstruction, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, you can do like, and then I'm like fake when I'm fake singing. Yeah, and then you're like. <laughs> <laughs> 
construction was it wasn't it i guess maybe it's in the outtakes of <laughs> one of it, them i thought it? it was like season wasn't five it? i think you're wrong oh, okay. because it was in halo 3 okay and he was on top of the thing in uh standoff you have a surprisingly good memory when it comes what's to that map concept. what was that map from halo 3 that was one of the first ones the beach one well uh Katy perry made i kissed a girl in 2008 so whatever the fuck that would be season probably with six. halo 3 season six yeah. probably yeah yeah. Probably so. Well, I stand corrected, Gavin. I always thought that was much earlier. No worries. No All worries, right. Gus. Uh, this might be the first time we're moving at the beginning of a season. We're moving at the beginning of a Ruby season and the beginning of a Red vs. Blue production season. Production season. So, Ruby is debuting later we, in the year. We have two more podcasts in this location after tonight. Two more podcasts? <laughs> yeah. What happened to plurals? Podcasts. Oh, you said podcasts? Yeah. Oh, okay. Two more podcasts. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. I'm retarded. <laughs> My name's Gavin. We're two more face. episodes after tonight. There Let's go. go shave eyes. We're, all, we're, all, we're almost <laughs> done in this building. Shave, I shave eyes. We need to figure out what we're doing hey. for the first episode of the new location since even though despite all our best intentions, it's not going to be ready that Monday. Ah, we'll figure it out. Are we I doing all this? People like a little mayhem. We'll figure it out. Do you think the cameras would even be able to tell that it's any different? Hopefully not. I don't know. Probably not, right? We, we no, probably because they're cameras. And they don't think. <laughs> so. Shut up. <laughs> we realized recently, like we have these platforms built for the for the sets out at the at the new studio. Yep. Like, great, everything will just translate. We'll be able to shoot it all. We didn't take into account the back wall and all the stuff that's hung back there. Yeah, it's all. I hate all that stuff. What? I'm not a fan. I'm, I mean, I'm just like I thought it would switch out more, mm. like over time. Dems fighting words. There's oh. one thing. Excuse, there's one thing in particular that I hate. What? And I hate if you want to go to the wide shot. I hate the. The picture of the two beers that's all the way up in the other side, where the arrow's pointing Above at it. Right there, as being indicated by our arrows. I hate that thing. I don't why? know why. What's that from? I don't know why. I just don't like it. I don't no, like it. What is it? That's mine. Where'd, okay. You, you have a framed picture of two beers? Yeah. Have and you're you proud of that? Yeah. Okay. There we go. So <laughs> proud you like let it sit here in the studio forever. I, I bought that at uh, San Diego Comic Con. All right. We could put it in our office. Cause. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it back. I'll take it all back. So, so you guys, was, so you guys are sharing it off. You guys are sharing yeah. again. Did you see what I got Gus for a little office warming present? No, what'd you get? Uh, it was a Homer Simpson quote. It says, uh, to alcohol, the cause and solution of all of life's problems. I did see it. I, I actually went to his oh, desk right. and it was poking out the side and yeah. I wanted to see the whole thing. So I got it out. Yep. Yeah, we're sharing an office. It's going to be epic. Just I have like my own things. office. I finally have my own office again after... Three years with no office? You're going to give it up again. I'm totally not going to do it this time. You, <laughs> you watch, your Gavin. I'm going to build a fucking moat. You're going to draw bridge. You're going to sit in it for six months, and then you'd be like, well, I don't need an office. I don't, I don't need one. And then you give it up. No, you'd be like, it's lonely in here. I'm going to sit with someone else. No. Nope. You give it up, and then it's going to be gone. Never lonely enough. Next to Ashley, I bet. Never lonely enough. I will <laughs> never leave that office. I'm going to fucking, like, I'm going to get one of those big bars. Go you know how we went there during uh, last Monday for our meeting? Yeah. Uh, there was a construction worker in your office. And he was working on stuff, and I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, good, just working on this office. Heard it was for someone important, so I'm making sure it's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, you can say that. Tip that guy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had an office in like three years. And uh, Gabby's going to have an office. Hey, oh, oh, Gabby. The great thing is now your office is in the conference room. So we'll be on conference calls, like talking to people. And you'll be sitting there using your laptop. And you'll be like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then the people on the call will be like are you okay like sorry it's someone else in the room <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure out a way to like the top of my office is open I'm gonna figure out a way to like make it not open any way that I possibly can <laughs> I think anyway. you have, like, on it. temporary ceilings or something no oh 
So we could throw things over if we wanted to. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do silly string. <laughs> Is that what you're gonna do? Is that one, how it goes? one more time. <laughs> you seem really excited about that. Hey, do you watch? Do you watch? No. Uh, Walking Dead. No. Nope. Anybody, anybody here watch Walking Dead? No. Nobody. All right. Never Somebody mind. I guess that, that point goes nowhere fast. Then I just I watched Walking Dead, and I'm not gonna spoil anything. Season something just ended. What is the season now? Four, five, four, four. I'm being told season four just ended last night. And the main character in that is a dude named Rick. He's the sheriff guy. Probably, probably you've seen him. Still Rick, yeah. alive, huh? He's a, he's a well. That's a little bit of a spoiler. I guess that he's alive, but sorry. He's in all the that. promotional material. He's uh, he's on every poster for the thing. I won't give you, tell anybody else who's alive. That guy is, and I'm gonna get, catch shit on this. I know because this is a fan favorite show. That guy is like he's an English actor. He was in Love Actually. His accent is totally acceptable, but completely. Inaccurate. Like I've never met anybody who has whatever that accent. He's is. British. Of it. He's a British dude. He's a British dude. But he, he wasn't wa- British in Love, actually. He's not. What? He's what? he's Welsh. No, is he, he Welsh? He's a British. <laughs> oh, 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 calm down. Which side of the sheep does he come he's from? A sheep. Let's find out. The uh, <laughs> Wales is Britain. Same place. What's that? Wales is Britain. Okay. Wait. <laughs> no, I just I didn't. So sense an he's British if he's from Wales. Yeah, but he's Welsh. He, he's also Welsh though. Yeah. It's but like, he's not English. I'm British and English. You, so he's not English. He's not English. Because he's not from England. He speaks English. <laughs> oh, my God. Poorly. Because he's from Wales. All right. So, so let's he's find out. Welsh and British. Yeah. But like. Okay. Well, Britain is an island. If you're on the island, you're British. He's British. So if I'm on Brit- Britain, I'm British? If you. What? You said <laughs> if you're on the island. If, all right. You'd be By the way, there's a lot of stuff in history that was called Walking Dead. There was a film in 1936 that was called Walking Dead. A film in 1995 called Walking Dead. Is it The Walking Dead, though, or just Walking Dead? That's called The Walking Dead, yeah. The Walking Dead. Walking. Andrew Lincoln. And he was born September 14th, 1973, in London, England. My apologies. He is English. For not understanding that he was English. And British. But he's and a, European. But he's Georgian in the show. The state, not the country. He's from Georgia. Or that's where the, the show... There's an impression of him doing a Georgian. What's that? Do, do an impression him? of it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I know two people from Georgia. Ryan is from Georgia, and so is Matt. Matt lived in Atlanta, Georgia his whole life. Ryan's still in the, the way And the way that Rick talks in the show, he's like, I've just never heard an American that talks like that. What does it sound like? Ever. He goes, Carl, look at these people. They're people. It's just like, it's like, it's totally acceptable. <laughs> look at for these, the, people, the people. These are good people. It's, what he did. it's just like, <laughs> I've never, ever run into an American that sounds like that. It's totally acceptable for the show. It's completely acceptable, but it's every now and then I'm going... What is this that he's... What, what do you mean it's acceptable if you've never heard an American talk Suspension that? of disbelief. Like, I can go the whole show and never notice it, but then once every three episodes, I'm like, what are, What language is you know, he speaking? There's what a ton, is this? There's a ton of hit TV shows in America where British people play main characters who are American. I don't understand it. The Wire was the same. Right. Like, half the cast is English. Yep. I guess they're better actors. I think it's a thing they like to do to, to pull Same off. with uh, superhero the, movies. The dude played Spider-Man. Spider-Man Bell on the Wire. He was awesome. I yeah. never knew that dude was he's English. A, he's a Brit. You know, you know what you sound like when you do that impression? What? Have you ever seen Men in Black with the alien who gets the human skin? And yeah. And he's like, water, sugar. <laughs> water. Water, sugar. <laughs> water. Stay in the house, water. <laughs> it, it's just like, I've never, honestly, never heard that. To be like, if I went to England... And I had to play an Englishman, and all the Americans were like, oh, that's what a British person sounds like. Well, I'm like, I don't know, 
Oh, look at you. My carriage is gone. Oh, Ricky Ticket. <laughs> and all, all the Americans are I'm like. I'm sure that would be weird with your eyes popping out like that. Oh, I'm all but it's just like, but it's totally acceptable when you watch the show. But I, every now and then, I'm just like, yeah, what is this? You know what is who's this a, voice? You know, it's quite good because obviously, well, judging by all of media ever, it's easier for a British person to be American than it is for an American to do a Brit. But Christopher Guest is pretty oh, good yeah. at a British accent. Oh yeah, yeah, in um, Spinal Tap and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, Maggie and the Governor are both English as well. From the show. Also, you guys don't watch the shows. I'm talking super, about the people who don't even watch Superhero movies. The new Spider-Man is a Brit, and the new Superman is a Brit. Playing very American superheroes, especially Superman. Listen, you know, the influence in the last couple decades of British TV over American TV is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, some of our biggest shows, like Friends, The Office, those are all derivatives of English shows. Friends? What's Friends a derivative of? Coupling, isn't it? Or couples? What's the, what's the English Coupling show? sucks. But I'm sh- I think that's the derivative of Friends no, based on that. It's coupling before 1994. What? Am I am I completely off base on that? I thought Friends was based I thought on Friends coupling. was based on a British show. I wasn't sure if it was coupling. I Chums, <laughs> Chums. <laughs> but yeah, I think there was there was some there right. was some show that was based on Friends. Oh, look up. Friends based on British show. It shows up right away. And I'm looking this up. Coupling. It shows up as coupling. Friends. When did coupling yeah, start? Yeah. What year is that from? Uh, look bar, up bar, coupling. Bar. Coupling? That's what Ray calls it. You and Ray and talk about coupling a lot? Make. No, it's a different, a different instance of the word couple. Okay. They called it couple. They, uh, they actually tried to make coupling into an American show. They also tried to make the Inbetweeners into an American show, and it looked like turd. What was it called? Inbetweeners. <laughs> they just used the same title? Well, yeah, like The Office. Did that for The Office, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think of that one. <laughs> kind of a big one. Yeah. Did you... Nah. S- when did coupling start? Oh, man, I might be I might be totally off base on this. <laughs> I you, thought coupling was late nineties. Did you see It did, was actually two thousand to two thousand four. I'm way off base wow. on this. Way so off base. Coupling that, started during season six of Friends. Yeah. I'm, I listen, total retraction. So coupling was based My on apologies friends. to Una Murray who made who made <laughs> friends. That's whoever. I'm gonna apologize to whoever made friends. And then apologize for getting your names wrong <laughs> on top of that. Mark, yeah, let me read this thing. No Friends has turned into, though, long term, it's turned into one of the best American TV shows. Like, it's actually, it's actually was kind of just like a run-of-the-mill show, I think. I mean, it was very highly rated, but I don't think it was like a huge critical success, but it was a popular show. But I think over time, it's become more critically favored. It definitely, I don't, I don't, I don't know about it's that. It's very well written. If you go back and look at it, the dialogue is really well written. I, I thought it was a funny show. And uh, it, Seinfeld didn't take off in the UK, but Friends did. Seinfeld still holds up better than, than Friends. Does it though? I could watch any ding, episode ding, of Seinfeld ding, ding, ding. right now. <laughs> yeah. Same goes for Friends though. What's that? I could totally watch any episode of Friends right now. Joy. No. Uh, hey, here, let me read this. Uh, Let's let me read it, guys. I want to remind everyone, this episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is A Storm of Swords by George R.R. R. Martin. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audible.com slash roosterteeth. That's audible.com slash roosterteeth. I bring up Storm of Swords because this weekend, Game of Thrones is starting oh over. Oh my god. It's starting up again, season four. So it's your last chance to get caught up <clears throat> on the books, if you so wish, before the start of season four of Game of Thrones. Is there even enough time to... Listen or read you could, to all the you books. You could binge it. I think the audiobook version of Storm of Swords is like 
40 hours. <laughs> so if you start now and just really listen a lot, you can you can do it. Go straight, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Do for you have a speed up audiobooks? In the Audible app, you actually can. You can listen to it like at 1.5 and even I've never I never do it. I just do it one. I know you can do it 1.5 now. and I think you can also do it double speed as well. Daenerys walked up to the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I like listening to <laughs> the the, <laughs> the Roy Dotrice. He like he does such a good job with like all the different voices and everything. Yeah, he, I, I like listening he, to him. He slightly overcooks it on some of the older characters, though. Yeah, like listening to old Nan when he's doing that—that <laughs> that toothless thing—it takes forever. It's the best. Oh, we'll be around this so, so long. <laughs> it does take a long time. But uh, they also have Walking Dead on Audible.com. Do they? Mm-hmm. I read the I read the graphic novels. People think way I'll be able to make fun of Walking Dead. I love Walking Dead. I'm I'm just so mm-hmm. locked into that show. And I love how they, you should go back, even if you watch the show, you should definitely go back and uh, read the graphic novels or I guess listen to them on That's audio book. They might be expanded universe books um, because the books are almost nothing to do with the show. They're the same characters, but they were just like, yeah, we're just going to tell a different story even with the same characters. Interesting. Like a character that's in episode or issue one of the comic might die in issue one and they lived for like four or five seasons oh, wow. of Walking Dead. It's really cool. Hmm. So it's, a, it's, it's not even like the games where the games are just totally different characters, like other stories. Couple crossover characters. Couple. Like Glenn is a crossover in the Telltale games. But um, actually, you know, when I was at uh, Emerald City Comic Con, I met the guy who writes Fables, uh, Bill Willingham. And they, he makes, they make Telltale makes uh, Wolf Among Us right. based on that now. And uh, I had to tell him, I said, you know, I have to say I never read the graphic novel, but I found your work via Wolf Among Us. And he said, I'm hearing that a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. that people are discovering his uh, graphic novel. Yeah, I'm actually games. interested to go and uh, check out that story based on uh, based on the Wolf Among Us. You should totally do it. Such a good time the doing wolf. that. Have you played episode two yet? Yes, I have. I have not played episode two of the Wolf Among Us yet. I also haven't finished episode two of season two of The Walking Dead. The finished game. that also. I've been I've been catching up. I'm finally uh, catching get, up on my game. Did your save get effed up again? Yes, my save got fucked up again. <laughs> I had to replay season two episode one. <laughs> so hopefully. It's saved. it's saved enough for me to start season two, episode two, and finish it. Hopefully, both of those are saved, and I don't have to replay both of those for episode three. <laughs> if I have to replay both of those for episode three, I'm just gonna wait till it's all out. Is it, is it hard to remember every choice you made again? Yeah, the big ones I feel like I remember, but a lot of the smaller ones I don't necessarily. I kind of want to play, and you get frustrated. You're like, <clears throat> oh, fuck, you're just trying to do it in a hurry. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to play season one again and make different decisions because I want to see how different, like how much your decisions really affect the game, mm-hmm. like whether the same characters die either way and stuff. Yeah, try it. Uh, I don't. It, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much without getting like super spoilers. What's a super spoiler for what? The Walking Dead games. Oh, Walking. Yeah, it's tough. That's that's when you don't want to spoil. You know, uh, I I I'm late to the game. I'll acknowledge it, but I finally watched all of uh, True Detective on HBO. Um, I haven't even started watching it yet, man. Yeah, I, I uh, need to. I just binged through it and watched it uh, watched them. How did you? Solid. Okay, HBO, HBO go? go. Yeah, yeah. You can watch them all. It's it's solid. It's good. I'd recommend it. I assume no one else here has watched it. No, not saying anything. No. no, it was good. It was uh It's it's like one of those slow burns. It's like a real slow start, and before it really like, starts to pay me off. To get into Brooklyn Nine Nine, because apparently that's really good. Andy Samberg. Yeah, surprisingly good. According yeah. to I hear that Adam and some other people at the office. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't think Mike's picking that up at all. Oh, you don't think he's picking up like Carl's? And Lindsay sent me up. 
Lindsay sent me a Rick soundboard of Rick saying Carl over and over again. There's a whole site dedicated. Carl's the name of his son on the show. And there's a whole website called Carl, C A A A R L dot com. And it's the number of times that Rick says Carl in, in the show. And it's quite a bit. Season two of Walking Dead, basically, you could sum up the whole show with just. Carl, stay in the house. It's just like- so, as a director of that show, can you say to the actor, can you just tone it down a little bit on the Carl, or is it just he has to do whatever he's just let? Listen, do it. I'm not kidding. I'm 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 poking a little bit of fun about the fact that it's an accent that I've never heard before. I've never run to an American. I live in Texas. I've lived in the South most of my life. You want to just call? Do you get offended when I call Texas the South? No, not at all. I have a Texas accent. You grew up in Texas. We're born practically in Mexico. On We're the, in Austin. On the, oh, that's right. Well, <laughs> Practically <laughs> Mexico. I mean, this is what we sound like. I don't, you, you guys know. all you were, sound the same to me. You were born in New York, though. Yeah, but I lived in, I lived in Texas most of my life. You were I born mean, practically in Canada. I was. <laughs> Well, actually, I was. That's actually kind of true. To my grandmother's house in Michigan, we would go through Canada because it was faster yeah. than yeah. to drive around. I like the fact that Canada is further south than a lot of the US, like Toronto. Canada's so. in the way. Just drive through it. It's a lot harder now. Although it's getting easier. You had an easy time traveling internationally. Oh, you went I? to, I always want to say Belfast. Where'd you go? Budapest. 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 How was Budapest? I, I took that direct flight from Austin to London. That thing is awesome. You basically just go to sleep in a chair and wake up in a How, long is How awesome it? is that plane? Oh, really cool. Oh, it's so a, jealous. It was a 787 Dreamliner. Yeah. And it's all brand new. It looks really... What I've never seen a plane like it. It was this? British Airways. British Airways. But because I have American and Airlines, I can use the same reward thing. And like, uh, there's no tray in the front of the seats. They're all in the arms. Nice. Superior. Which, which means everything's like all sleek and good and there's... Well, the movie, worst about it? having the tray in the seat back in front of you is when that person decides to recline. Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden, all that shit is like in your And knees. your laptop is like over here yeah. on you. And you're <laughs> it's like, the worst. I don't know how guys like, how does Gilby fly on a plane? I mean, <laughs> yeah. what does that Did look you hear like? about Adam Baird's flight recently? God, those two guys. Our two Adams are just enormous. I just, I just imagine like they don't get in a plane. They like put it on. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be in like a plane suit with like yeah. his head like, on the top. Uh, it's like when Tony Stark gets the suit put over him. It's like that. There's just a machine arm that just puts the plane yeah. around him. He's got to sit in a chair and they build it. <laughs> Baird was saying he got on this plane that was like so small he couldn't stand up. Like he, had, he was, it was like one of those small. It was small, one of like, the smallest airplanes I think you could fly like commercially. <laughs> and it was like the tiny little uh, like uh, turboprops and you just like down the aisle like a monster he's like hunched over and he can't extend I'm just picturing that scene in Louis where he's drinking from that tiny cup and he's like hunched in on the plane that's basically Adam's life right there but yeah that um that direct flight is so good usually to fly to the UK I would have to connect through Chicago or Dallas mm-hmm. or JFK or something which means leaving at like 2 in the afternoon probably or 1 or 2 and then and then eventually taking off for Heathrow at like 7 or something I spent the whole day at work I went to the airport for eight, and then yeah. I was just in London at nine. It was perfect. That's what it's like to live in a real city. It's like yeah. a nine-hour flight. Nine hours? Yeah, it was like eight hours that way. That's not bad at all. Nine coming back. Damn. <laughs> now, does that mean you will go home to visit more often? Yeah. Really? You okay? So you will. Yeah. It's pretty expensive. It's like a grand a time, but I'll do it. Yeah, I remember I saw you tweet, and I was just like, damn, you're home already? Yeah. Fuck. You know, no matter how often I fly... My opinion of how much airplane tickets are is still always off from what they actually are. What do you mean? Like if you said, how much does it take to fly to New York? I'd say it takes about $250. It takes about $500. But I still have in my head 
that it's two hundred and fifty dollars to flood in New York City. Yeah, Maybe the price way. of stuff went up really. I'm just high. always wrong. I like I I like see the deal one time and that's how much it costs to get there in my head. Honestly, I could fly to the UK for cheaper than a thousand dollars probably, but I'm kind of a, a snob when it comes to flying now. Like I I don't like to fly. I like to only fly American or British Airways. Well, and you may as well take the nonstop whenever possible. Yeah, yeah. Like and to not have to stop and then deal with the the whole transfer and yeah. everything. On the way back, I didn't take the direct flight. I came in through Dallas. Idiot. Yep. And uh, <laughs> my my connection time from the Dallas flight landing in Dallas and then getting my next flight to Austin was only an hour and a half. And I was like, there's no way I'm making that. Because immigration, like, there's a whole thing for me to get into the country. It takes mm-hmm. me ages. Immigration can take, like, two hours sometimes. So I was like, I immediately wrote off that flight. I managed to somehow get through all of that in like 20 minutes. It's, it's basically just when you get off the plane, just run in front of everyone. And yeah. it saves you like an hour probably. Yeah. Just like speeding up when you get out. It's yeah. awesome. And then I got that pre-check thing. They like steered me away from regular security where there were like 70 people probably in line. Took me to the, a different one. And then they just put me on the... Yeah, oh, there's there's my access. Pass. yeah. So there's no, there's, no, there's no trays on that pre-check thing. I basically I put my bag on the conveyor and I was like, where do I put all my hoodie and like phone and stuff? And he was like, nah, just walk through. I was like, shoes on everything? He's like, yeah. I felt like I was traveling for the first time. <laughs> He's like, yeah, come on, dude. And I just picked up my bag and went. It took like 10 seconds. Wow. So amazing. Really cool. And I didn't think I could get that pre-check thing. Why? Because you're not a citizen? Yeah. Mm. Well, congratulations. Have you, have you ever had it? Jerk. No. <laughs> do you, why do you have that? Because you fly so much? I don't know. I have no idea. Feel free to inform me. <laughs> Call us up. <laughs> yeah, because you normally have to apply for that. You have to pay like a an application fee. Maybe they just you have to go do now. interviews, and it's like a whole process to get it yeah, done. I didn't have to do dick. <laughs> Maybe they're they're like used to seeing you. They're like, oh, this guy he flies to London and back all the time. Maybe yeah. they're uh, slumber guys fans. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Free, after you. But then they make you walk it all slow. Speaking of slumber guys, oh god, <laughs> I <laughs> thought that was really I can't funny. I got a laugh. I saw uh, you made a comment on uh, another comment on the slow-mo guys video oh you saw that someone who suggested using like a ping pong ball how did you see that comment it was on our subreddit oh it was yeah they're just like legend <laughs> yeah some, some people are stupid people want all my videos to be safe and not entertaining yeah what's well, the point well, they, they complained that in the mousetrap video yeah that dan put his arms down into they were the like, mousetrap why didn't you just use a ping pong ball or something wouldn't have been funny. Brilliant. Right. Then you said oh, maybe we should have thrown the soccer ball at a mannequin instead of yeah. at his face. And I called him an idiot. And it's, it, it feels wrong for me to call one of my fans an idiot, but he was an idiot. He's stupid. Yeah, that would have been way funnier. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> I just love how much pain you put him through. Yeah, we're, you know, we're about to start Immersion Season 2 fairly soon. And uh, the ideas that people have for Immersion are just like, in a nutshell, it's like, just kill Gavin and Michael. Yeah. The most common, you already think is the most common thing people suggest that we do for immersion. Punch me in the face? No. I think I know it. What is it? Is it, uh, have them jump off a tall building into a bale of hay? That's exactly what it is for Assassin's Creed. They want us to put you on the top of a <gasps> tower and have you jump into a bale of hay. That would be awesome. No, don't do it. <laughs> How would we do that? You How die. would we do that? Would you do it into water? I would do it onto hay. Hay would hurt less than water. No. Are you a lunatic? You would just fall, like slip right through that. What if you miss? What? Yeah, what if you miss a pile of hay? We're not going to make well, a make pile of water. Make it huge. Make it eight Then it's feet not tall. like Assassin's Creed. Well, neither is water. When you jump into a bucket in Assassin's Creed. I also <laughs> love, like, I've been playing Assassin's Creed 4, and now he'll jump off the top of, like, the tallest church <laughs> and land in a pile of palm frost. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. just, like, and he, like, slides into it, like, psh, like yeah. disappears into Doesn't it. Doesn't ever bang his arms on anything either, like, in the tiny little wheelbarrows. 
and, no, and nobody like right next to the pile of hay or the pile of palm fronds goes the fuck was that <laughs> jesus <laughs> no one's ever seen him <laughs> but that's the thing i get a lot of grief in these slow-mo videos because dan's always the one getting hurt i have no issue with getting hurt i would happily do it someone has to film it i can't stress this enough i've got to like frame up on him and focus and press record and that he can't do it. He's an idiot. No, I love that you have Dan doing that. That's yeah. that's my. I I can't get enough. The of it. reason Dan is in the slow mo guys is because I can't throw a football at my own head. Right. Wow, great the- way to talk about your friend. Oh, <laughs> that, that Dan, shot of Dan when he sets off the mouse traps and his face is like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, I love it. He's a look of raw fear. Yeah, but he goes for it every time. Yeah, full he, commitment. He's been seriously hurt. He's had his ear nicked. Oh yeah, yeah. Had- we talked about that, didn't we? Where I sliced his ear in half. Yeah. You can't say what how you did it, though, right? I hit him with a bottle. Yeah. Has that, you haven't shown that one, have you? No. I will. It yeah. wasn't a real bottle. It was, it was a sugar, sugar glass. glass breakaway bottle, which was molded ridiculously. It was, all, the, all the meat was in the end, and that was the bit I hit him with. Hmm. So, sorry, Dan. Your ear looks like a bell end now. <laughs> have you seen his ear after it's healed? Yeah, I saw it. Looks like a urethra. I, 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 sent him a, I sent him a YouTube video of a play where they had this the... the Breakaway sugar glass bottles, but one of the actors picked up the wrong bottle and brained another actor on stage. You just hear it go, it goes, dunk! <laughs> and the actor just goes down in a heap. Actually, he kind of stumbles yeah. around for a he little while. He starts looking around and he's just like, <sighs> and then everyone like, starts to realize what's happened. And he's just like, Ugh. <laughs> oh, and then he goes to a computer and types chums. <laughs> chums. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about the office earlier. Did you see that website from last week? Or I saw it last week. Uh, the office time machine. No. So this guy made a, someone by himself made a website. And what he did was you go to the website and it's like a YouTube player and a, like an, an text entry for a year. So you like by default, you type in like 1985 and you hit go and it loads. Oh, here it is. It, it loads an iPhone video showing every pop culture reference throughout the entire series of the office that happened in that year i read the description i still don't understand what it does so, so like you type 2007 and it shows every reference to anything that happened in 2007 throughout all of the office wow. that's cool so like uh, and it went all the way back to like 99 was where it starts like, it was further back than that oh it does so it references like it references the year of the reference right because like, the office okay. wasn't around in so like if 99. they sing like billy joel's piano man it goes back like 1970 whatever right. when piano man came out exactly that guy, that's, I love the internet. One guy by himself. It took him a year and a half. That is what the <laughs> internet used to be. The internet used to be a lot of websites where people just did stuff. Now it's kind of like a lot of like forms that you just like put a video up and sure people can make cool video content, but we don't realize that like just by having a big site like YouTube, it kind of forces everyone to make videos. This kind of thing is totally not that. It's right. like a unique thing to the internet where it's like a combination of like, a compendium of this guy watching every episode of The Office and then an interface where you can like look at it in this particular perspective. Yeah, you're like, oh, what, 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 you know, what happened? What references were there to the year I was born in? You're like, okay, watch all of that. And he has a, like a couple of, or he has another video where it's like, I don't know these references. Can anyone help me? It's like, what song is he humming? You know, or like stuff like that. And he made a Google doc so that people can help him figure so out the things that he missed. As it goes. Uh, he has to go back and I guess recut the videos. Right. And uh, and put stuff into the correct gear. What do you think changed the internet the most from that regard? From this, like a collection of like enthusiasts doing one thing and doing it over the top <laughs> well. What do you think changed it the most? Uh, I think more than anything, like centralization of all of that media. Like you look at a site like YouTube, it's YouTube. like one place you go to, you end up with like the most 
commonly liked things rising to the top? I think it was Wikipedia mm. because that was what the, to me the internet was all about was you go to find out or research a fact. Now, if I look up anything, the first thing that comes up is Wikipedia. And it's where it's honestly, it's where I go. So if I look up something like if I just now trying to find coupling, I just look up coupling. I saw the Wikipedia entry for it. So I can go there and I can know what year it came out. But I always, the, the example that I always use way back in like 98 when I looked up the Battle of Hastings and it was some dude's yellow background page mm. all about the Battle of Hastings. And I thought, I have no idea if this guy's right, but just by virtue of the fact that he made an entire webpage about the Battle <laughs> of Hastings, I just trust that this guy's right. I wish IMDB and Wikipedia would combine. Okay. I, I just flip back and forth between, depending on what I want to find out about an actor mm-hmm. or a movie. I so just wish they were the same. I, I got uh, an Android tablet recently, and I took it with me on this trip to Seattle. Why'd you get an Android tablet? Uh, I want to see, see what it's like. It's a big change I've only you. ever used iOS devices, so I got an Android tablet. And uh, on my flight back from Seattle, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this thing out. So in like the Google Play, Google Play Store, I rented Captain Phillips. And I was like, I'm going to watch Captain Phillips on my flight back to Austin. Good movie. So, uh, you know, we take off. You know, I'm, I'm watching the movie, and then I need to pause it for a second. So I pause it, and I see that all of, when, as soon as I pause it, all of the actors get circles on their faces. Whoa. I'm like, what's that? So I click on Tom Hanks's picture, and it pulls up a little sidebar. It says, Tom Hanks. Uh, then it has like a list of his works, his movies he's been in. Uh, other movies you could see, you can rent from the Google Play Store for him. Then it also has like another little drop or a little pull up of the song that's playing in the background at the moment. So you could buy that song also if you wanted that's to. That's awesome. Whoa. Yeah. So like every scene with new actors and I was constantly po- playing and pausing it. Like, who's it going to see? Who's it going to see? It's like, oh, this actor is so and so. This actor, it's like all of them are circle, circle, circle. Like, holy shit. So does yeah. someone have to go in and like almost not frame by frame, but scene by scene? I don't know. I don't know how they did that. They might be able to do it with face recognition. Yeah, or if true. it's just metadata that's in there already. There was also a thing I saw. It might have been on iPad, but where they were showing a trailer for a movie that had just been released, and they showed the iPad version, and they were like scrolling back and forth, but it would take the special effects away as they did it. So it'd be like, you know when they do special effects comparisons, like before and after? Mm-hmm. It was doing that on the fly as they were watching the movie. Oh, that's cool. That was crazy. I would love that. Yeah. I do like the fact that we're amazed that they could go through, a, a professional person go through and put all that metadata in essentially and circle faces and all that. But we just saw a thing where a guy did it for no money, and it was as a hobby. He did it for every single episode of The Office and built an interface for it and went out and researched all the individual things and then compiled them that way. I mean, it's like people do these things, you know? Especially if, like, a big production, they hire people to do that kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. I'm always amazed. Like, if you look at Gavin's credit in some of these big, long list of movies, I mean, Gavin runs slow motion photography, which was the number one way they shot... The you know a five minute sequence in Sherlock Holmes two and Gavin's like one of like it seems like a thousand or two thousand people that get listed in there you yeah. know it's just crazy the amount of people that it's work it's very rare that I ever got in the credits of a movie because I crazy, I only man. ever worked a day usually but Sherlock I worked like three weeks on it yeah and I was amazed too like I learned this when Matt worked in movies where there was a big premiere for a movie he worked on it. he said hey you going to the big premiere he goes no we don't go to that. I was like, what do you mean? I thought that was what the premiere was for everybody who worked in the movie. Guess, you know. Yeah, I didn't go oh. to the Sherlock Holmes one. I went to a cast and crew screening. They're just not invited? No, they're just not invited. Damn. It's like There's the, so many people who work on the movies. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, maybe the 10 people from the cast go and then a bunch of other people to publicize it. Like Donald Trump's, you know, not in any of these movies, but he goes to these premieres and <laughs> stuff like that. He walked past this once, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's weird. I thought of him. Yeah, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, Isn't he walked right Men past it. Men, Men in Black premiere? Yeah, I took Gavi for your birthday last year. No, year before. Year before? Wow, it's been that long? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, we went to the Men in Black 3 premiere. We've been here two years. Up in New York. 
Me and Gav. We got all gussied up for it. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It was a good time. Gussy. The movie was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, can you, what, what can you hope for? Uh, here, let me read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace has been around for nine years, and they're constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They've got beautiful designs for you to start with, and they have a ton of style options so you can create a unique website for you or your business. They rec- recently released 20 new customizable templates, and every design automatically includes a mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content looks great on every device, every time. Uh, Squarespace has won several design awards, including Favorite Website Award, The Webbies, Forbes, and Awards for Best Website Design, A-W-W-W-A-R-D-S. Uh, their customer support team has also won awards, most recently a Gold Stevie Award for Outstanding Customer Service. Squarespace is commerce-ready to provide a powerful and flexible e-commerce solution so you can set up shop and sell things quickly. Uh, you can also easily embed a Twitch TV player on any page of your Squarespace website so you can share a favorite go- gaming moment. Starts at just $8 a month, includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. So if you haven't already, give them a try. Don't need a credit card to start building your website. When you decide to sign up, use offer code ROOSTERTEETH and get 10% off to show your support for Rooster Teeth and get 10% off. Uh, that's squarespace.com, offer code ROOSTERTEETH. Rooster Teeth. <laughs> Rooster Teeth. Offer code Rooster Teeth. Squarespace.com. Uh, thank you very much, Squarespace, for your support of the podcast. Hey, Barbara. <laughs> what? I have a question for you. Uh-huh. I heard something this weekend that made me laugh because I didn't think it was real. And I thought you might know because you're a Jew. Wow. That escalated quickly. Why is that? Why did I get laughed? She's <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> the way you well, we say it. delivered it. Because oh, you're a Jew. Jewish I heard about this Jewish. couple. It was like a prearranged uh, Jew wedding. <laughs> And they had to marry each other. Wedding. 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 wedding, right? Yeah. And the rabbi married him and all that stuff. <laughs> then, like five years later, they didn't want it. They wanted a divorce. Okay. I was told that to get divorced in Jewish, you have to do it. You have to do it backwards. What does what? that mean? You have to do what? They got. They did the wedding again five years later, but backwards. I've never heard that in my life. What do you mean? Like they started up by the. The, li- the, yeah, the rabbi, they kissed they and like then like rewind. separated and walked yeah, backwards. Yeah, that the thing. They did the whole thing backwards and then they were divorced. I've never heard that in my life. Is someone, someone messing with me? Probably. <laughs> that guy just wanted the ring back. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Jewish wedding backwards. Ne- nothing. This, even, <laughs> even Google isn't this dumb. Wait a minute. Wait, maybe it is. <laughs> just say a Jewish divorce or, or something. Or just do wedding no, backwards. No, they just step backwards. What do you mean? It's like there's something in thing where it's like or step seven times backwards and forwards over a fish. What is what? wrong with these conditions, Barbara? I don't over a fish. You're asking right. the wrong person, man. Backwards. Imme- other wedding traditions immediately after the religious ceremony, the newly wedded Japanese Jewish couple what yep. <laughs> jumps three times over a large platter filled with fresh fish or over a vessel containing live fish or steps seven times backwards and then forwards over a fish. What am I reading? Japanese? <laughs> Jew- what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> Japanese? What? I don't what know. I don't know what on? I'm reading. I'm, I'm on Jewish wedding traditions. A Jewish wedding tradition. This, is, this is a traditional Japanese Jewish org. wedding. Do backwards Jewish. This is probably some anti-Semitic site brought to you by Jimmy Kimmel. Shame on you, Jimmy. <laughs> Shame on you, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Sure gone too far. Gone too far. He's gone too far this it's, time. He needs to stop. He needs to stop. Terrible. You should be offended. Who told Barbara. you that? Oh, just a friend. <laughs> you don't want to out this person Do it now. Backwards. <laughs> <laughs> this, they were really serious about it. Please untie your shoe. Are they Jewish? <laughs> uh. 
I'm confused now. Oh, now you're now confused. You're confused. No, they Gavin, don't want the baby no, anymore, Gavin, so they're stuck it back up in her. They Gavin, you're not, <laughs> you're not confused now. It's just that now you know you're confused. You right. just learned that you're confused. They just weren't joking. Yes, they, they were. They weren't being funny about it. it Jewish was- wedding backwards divorce. <laughs> I'm trying everything I can to find Do this. Do backwards ceremony Jewish divorce If wedding. one of my relatives divorce. could text me and fill me in if this is a real nope. thing or not. What about Larry Dunkelman? He might know. Yeah. Lazarus. Or Marion. Again with the fish. <laughs> what so is Lazarus. it this time? Nope. It's the Japanese Jewish tradition of the basket of fish. I'm not interested in very, Japanese. Uh, There's not a lot of there. Japanese Jewish people in the world. So maybe it is a very specific. Oh. What oh. is this? What'd you find? A requisite divorce ceremony. A sort of backwards wedding. <laughs> Undo. A backward wedding. All right. Oh, it's a play. <laughs> oh, maybe they maybe they were really confused like they were walking by a rehearsal for the play and they thought they were watching an actual ceremony <laughs> like holy crap yeah. this is crazy Larry Dunkelman says nope, oh, nope. Okay. cheers Larry <laughs> glad we settled that one idiot. <laughs> Gavin, idiot do you feel really stupid after you say something like that like, are you embarrassed at Wait, all? I don't think he ever... I'm not embarrassed. Why do we embarrassed? What do you think is the dumbest thing that people do? There was a really interesting thread. I got on Reddit the other day, and there was a thread that if humans disappeared from the face of the earth, like humans just bop, vanished, and then aliens showed up tomorrow with no humans on the planet, what would be the weirdest thing they would find they would have to describe? And I think the top voted thing was they would completely not understand zoos, why some animals are in the wild, and then some of them have, like, gathered in cages <laughs> and, like, are... Are like in these little places. So they're in all jail. Up. Yeah, they, like, they, they're all the criminal animals. They would assume that they were the criminal animals. The other animals had imprisoned them. I feel like a dildo would be weird to them. That would be weird. What is what? I what? mean, if you landed on Earth, I don't think the first thing you would find is a dildo. Yeah, because the first thing you find right is place. a zoo. Well, I mean, you could see a zoo. Is the first you'd see thing some Japanese you Jews see. jumping over a fish? <laughs> <laughs> like that's really weird. Why is there a basket of fish in this altar? Sure statue or Mount Rushmore would be pretty weird. Yeah, a monument to like all these yeah, just weird people. alien faces in the rock. <laughs> the, Maybe they would worship them. Maybe they, all the aliens would bow down to the mountain. Would they assume the animals carved it? Do you know, <laughs> like, these gods that they had? They'd start questioning the zoo animals. It was the slave animals in the zoo. That's really <laughs> they interesting. They put them to question, work. Yeah, I'd like to see what all other hypotheticals think. on Reddit that come up occasionally. You know, sometimes in places where it's like a quirky place, and they'll have like a crashed UFO into the side of the building. It's like the look of the building. They design it that way, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, it's not an actual UFO. Yeah. Maybe okay. that'd be weird for the aliens. Or like, like they do the upside down building. Yeah. Do or a shark in the top of the roof. Where's the shark? Where is that? There's loads of them. Is there? Yeah. There's loads of sharks in the buildings. Well, there was one on the street I used to work on in Oxford. Really? Yeah. That's and I think on the inside, you could actually see the shark's head coming through the ceiling. That's pretty cool. I think we've just kind of given up on stuff like that in the US, except for maybe uh, in Vegas or Orlando. I think even Vegas has given up on it. Yeah, there's like goofy architecture yeah. stuff. I, I, I think like, you still see that shit in Orlando. I think that's about it. I used to really like get into sites that had abandoned places and they would take photos of it, like abandoned high schools mm-hmm. and like coliseums and stuff like that. But like you were talking about just earlier with the Metropolis apartment complex where we lived and how it was this really cool, like artistic, modern thing. And then it just kind of fell off yeah. and it didn't matter after a while. Now I'm just getting kind of sad about that kind of stuff where like it was this big endeavor and like when they build a high school and people went to that high school and now it's just this old like rotting building that just like people just one day walked away from it or like what's wrong with that it just seems weird to me like that's to me it's like that is 
somebody's dream to build that thing and design that thing, and then after a while, it's just the, like it the, doesn't the, matter. The most recent episode of Vice on HBO, uh, they great they, show by the way. They 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 follow people who scrap in urban centers like Detroit and Cleveland, where you know these are giant formerly manufacturing cities that have had to close down hospitals and schools and they just abandon them. And they follow around these people who go into those buildings and just take all the metal they can yeah. to sell to scrap yards. And it's like, you see, like they walk into one place and the, the reporter's like, wow, this pool's beautiful. When was this high school built? 1928. It's like, okay. And they're just like totally trashing it. It's like pulling everything they can out of it Yikes. of value. And it's just like a decrepit building that's falling down on itself now. It's sad. It's right. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah, sad. But it's unsafe. How did what do you mean it's unsafe? Torn down. Oh, go in it instantly. They probably don't have the money to pay for it to be torn down. <laughs> it's unsafe. If you go do in they it, have to pay? and start pulling out wires, like someone has to pay I for it. I feel like that would be down. like the city or like whatever. Right, the city doesn't have the money. <laughs> you would rather watch it collapse on itself than just have someone. Take- yeah, well, it's unsafe. Like it'd be the weirdest thing ever. It's like, did you hear Gavin's in the hospital? So what happens? Like, well, a high school from Detroit came down to Texas <laughs> and beat the shit out of him, <laughs> or he threw a nail at him. Now he has tetanus. <laughs> just stay out of it. Leave it alone. Yeah, but it- that's a waste of damn space now, isn't it? I don't know. It's just something I used to you think it was. You always throw a hissy about schools what? becoming un- <laughs> like when you were. We had a big argument once about a school that wasn't wasn't a school anymore, and we, you were livid about it. Never had this argument. We did. We had an argument where I said a school became something that wasn't a yeah, school. Yeah, like it should stay a school, and we we're like, <laughs> "What are you on about?" <laughs> I have no. What did it become? <laughs> I don't know, like a shopping center or something. I don't know. No, that shouldn't happen. They should not do that. They, I, I, I think I, you're right. Was it about I, the McMenamin school in Portland that they made it into a theater? He was upset about that? They Maybe. Should, it, was, it was a podcast between... I don't like yeah. school shutting down. Like I, actually do, I actually don't like schools shutting down. It's like, that's a sign of like... A, is it that a sign of population decreasing or is that just a sign of a population center moving? Can someone cut together Bernie saying, I've never spoken about that and then hard cut it? To the bit where he was speaking about that. It's like me talking about pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of Or are you I'm talking about how you, uh, what was the thing just recently? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. How you like mayonnaise and now you don't like mayonnaise. Love mayonnaise. No, I'm not that big on it. <laughs> but people I, change. But you, people change in weird sections. Also, how many podcasts notice. have you been on? Over 100, right? Me? Or I, over 200. I've been Easily, on over 100. Yeah. I'm yeah. retweeting stuff so from the, and changed. like looking for topics in, on Twitter right now. That their hashtag is RT Podcast. <clears throat> but I, I, I think I hit the wall for interaction for a little while because a guy called me out on that. And he said, hey, I'm listening. This is actually why I started listening to podcasts that were two-part because he called me out. He goes, hey, I'm listening to this podcast. You, you know, you talk about driving your new car, your Tesla, and you were bitching about Tesla at the beginning of this podcast. I was like, what? What did I say that was bad? I maybe said they were prototypes and there was one that broke down. So I went and listened to the podcast, downloaded the whole thing, listened to it. And then I'm like, listen to the podcast. We're talking about Nikola Tesla, the inventor. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm talking about Nikola Tesla, the inventor, and how his all his stuff is way blown out of proportion by fans of him. And he goes, oh, I guess I just misunderstood. And I said, no, no, no. I was like, you don't. That's impossible that you under- misunderstood that. Did you think my car was alive in the 1800s and fighting with Thomas Edison? Is that what you think? And he's like, hey, man, it's a long podcast. I was doing other stuff. I was like... I got so furious in the airport. You wasted like, so much of your time. He there. did. I was furious in the airport. You, like, to listen. you didn't give you give a shit. <laughs> I didn't care at all. Yeah, I was, was so like, like furious with this idiot for wasting my time. Yeah, you go through all that, and the guy was like, 
Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I got, like, I'm downloading in the airport. It was like 30 <laughs> minutes. I could be doing anything else. And I don't know why. I felt compelled to do it. And it's like, I immediately regretted it. Immediately. I, 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 based on what you said, I, I feel like I should remind people that the, the Twitter feed we check is people who are tweeting with the hashtag RT podcast. Yes. I don't check my personal Twitter feed. I feel like a lot of times we're doing the podcast, people are tweeting stuff to me. Directly. I don't see that. No, neither yeah. do I. We and just look at the like, hashtag. After the podcast is over, I have like 200 ads. Like, I don't see any of those. But then, but they're, they're replying to moments in the moment. So they'll be like, yeah, I'm the same way. And I'll be like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Just, yeah, just hashtag it, RT Podcast. There's no yeah. need to, to, to add it to me because I, w- I won't see it maybe unless Maybe give it's some hashtag. reference. You, you, know what I'm um, saying? you hate people, right? Yes, just absolutely. People. How Terrible. would you deal with this situation? I'm on the plane. I'm watching that Ben Stiller movie, Life of that, like... Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah. The woman in front leans back, mm-hmm. puts her ponytail over oh, the seat, oh, mm-hmm. and her hand. Mm-hmm. So all I'm really watching is Ben Stiller with a really long haircut yeah. for like half an hour. And I'm, I'm thinking, I was like, I can either just watch the movie with her hair on half the screen, I can move it, but then I'm touching someone's head and hair, weird, or I can actually talk to her. Why didn't you just lift your laptop and put it like back on the table so her hair was behind the laptop? It wasn't a laptop. It, it was, was the screen, screen, the TV screen oh, on like the in chair. The no, in that yeah. case, you have to talk to her. Yeah. You have to ask her. Here's not to what I that. did: I paused it and took a nap. And when I woke up, it was gone. I would have just stuck like little pieces of food in her hair. W- one time when I was dr- when I was driving, <laughs> when I when I was flying to Vegas, we there were no screens. You know, I was on a yeah. Southwest flight, so I was just sitting there, and there was this like. I was in a window seat, I guess, and there was like this really old guy in the middle seat in front of me. And then partway through the flight, actually, I was taking it back. I was in the aisle. Anyway, partway through the flight, he's in front of me. He's in the middle seat. He puts his hand back like this. People but do it, that. It's like in front of me. <laughs> and it's like this gnarly 70-year-old hand that's got all these little cuts on it. Oh, and it's like, uh, you know, less than a foot in front of my face. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. It's my like, it's my like, solution was to take a nap also. Yeah, just take a nap. <laughs> I was like, I'm not dealing with this. I've done that before as well. I was by the window and I was leaning on the... The side, because I always pick a window if I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. There's a night fly, I'll always sit by the window. The guy's foot, like, goes between my chair oh. and the window. And I'm here, it's just like, some dude's just nasty foot right by my face. Yeah, tickled him. Like, tickle, tickle. And it's like, dude, but, but you, he can see where his foot's gone. Yeah. Assholes. A whole thread on Reddit of that guy who had a lady's feet, like, both of her feet wedged in between the rest, like, right there on the window. The whole flight, I think he said it was like a six or seven hour flight. And he just kept taking pictures the whole flight of like him next to them and just being like, "What's up?" He should have had some nail polish. Be like, <laughs> like, it's disgusting. I think if you you could jab their feet with a fork and it's like it should be okay. I would have just like accidentally spilt something on it. <laughs> Can I have the hottest coffee you have, please? Yeah. Whoa, turbulence! <laughs> turbulence! <laughs> you just be waiting for turbulence, and then though, they right? get mad. You'll be like, "Bitch, come on." Yeah. Feet were on my wrist. There was a, there was a, when I was flying back from Seattle the other day, there was a little kid who was flying by himself. He must have been like five or six. He was really, really young. And, uh, like the, the flight tents bring him onto the plane and he's sitting, like, he's sitting across the aisle from me, you know, same row, but on the other side of the aisle. And, uh, he's really well behaved. Like he sits down, he like pulls out his tablet, he's like playing games and shit. I'm like, wow, this kid's, this kid's great, right? Mm-hmm. We uh, were like partway through the flight. We experienced some really bad turbulence, like super bad shaking. It's like the plane's going up and down. The kid like was playing his tablet the whole time. We're like the plane's shaking all over the place. He puts the tablet down, looks at the window, opens the window, looks out the you know at the ground and everything, and says, "It says really loud. I bet this is what it's like when a plane is shot down." 
<laughs> and then he goes, not the fuel tank though, because then it would just blow up. And then he closes the window and just goes back to his tablet and it's like playing so his he's game. crazy. He's like, Can I give a shit? I love it. What happened to Alan? You said he had some crazy no, flight. It's like I don't understand people like that was such such an early flight, like a five twenty nine flight. Dude, that sometimes, was you, yeah. sometimes you gotta get back. Especially you, you gotta put direction. it in perspective. Okay, so uh, f- a five thirty flight in the morning, you've gotta be at the airport at four thirty. Which means you got to get up at three thirty in the morning to get ready from your hotel and get to the airport. But that's time. perfect because that's in that sort of window where it's so ridiculously early you can probably go back to sleep. And oh, it's you also mean when you get busy. on the plane you yeah. go back to sleep? Yeah, or ridiculously early enough where you just miss your plane. That also happens. Yeah, or it's like what that time where you have a couple of beers. You're like, I don't have to sleep. I can stay up and I'll just go straight to the airport. You never make it to the airport. <laughs> I've never missed a flight. I the only time I've ever missed a flight was when I got there an hour and a half before my flight took off. Wait. I, I have no idea. How did I you got miss it? I got Thanks, a trouble with my uh, bag, checking my bag. Then I got in a security line, had trouble there. This one was on the no fl- or the, the watch list as well. So I had to check in at the counter, and there was a big long line at the counter. It's like literally the only plane I've ever missed was because I was I, – I, and I got there an hour and a half earlier. I, I thought you meant that you were at the gate an hour and a half earlier. I was like, how do you possibly <laughs> you miss cool? your flight? Yeah, no, I just walked up. <laughs> so surely if you're checked in, <laughs> if you're checked in and in the airport – are they just going to take off? You would think yeah, that. they will. They make the announcements. You know, so and so is your hear, last like, call. Final boarding, last call for Bernie Burns. And all no, I I got to the point where it's like I got so delayed in the lines, like getting to the counter, that uh, I wasn't issued a boarding pass in time, and then uh-huh. I just I ended up missing my plane. It's literally the only plane I've ever missed. It was like eight years ago. Give me a beer, would you? Yeah. Yeah, but I I, I don't care. I, I get it. I I show up at the airport now about forty minutes before my flight takes off. I'm parking my car because I, if I don't check a bag and I have my boarding pass on my phone, they have no idea if I'm not in the airport or not. I mean, yeah. you can just roll up, you know, as long as you get to your plane like 10 minutes before. I'm, just, I'm saying something that's going to make somebody miss their flight, but it's really pretty true. Yeah. It's amazing. Security line's not bad. Well, I don't have to wait in street lines either anymore because oh. I can pre-check. It's amazing check. what rules are in place but don't apply in any way. I went from like not being able to get through security to now it's like I don't even go through security. It's the weirdest thing it's in a short amount of time because they have all that pre-check stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Gabby. I was just saying, there's there's a lot of rules that everyone knows and has heard of that aren't actually, they don't apply. Like being two hours early before an international flight, you don't really need to. Yeah, there's no way you have to and, show up uh, that early. Especially before Austin. Having to have Austin. all of your uh, like wash stuff in a see-through bag Never and take it. it out. Never. Not only do you not have to take it out, you don't have to have it in that bag. No. You can no. just have it in your case. You might occasionally get the guy who like, if it's in England, pull it can't out. throw that away. If it's in England, you do, for sure. But no American airports have ever... Give me shit for that. Hmm. When I was coming to the U.S., after I first got my work visa and I was coming here to start working, I showed up to the airport three hours early because I was so paranoid of something going wrong or them like not allowing me into the country. Yeah, but what's the worst that could happen there? Gus and I are about to get in a fight. I thought this just never fucking happened. Gus and I are about to get in a fight. This is not a true story. Gus and I are about to get in a fight. I want to hear this lie. I want to hear this lie. Gus was first booking travel. This is bullshit. Because about- you booked travel first. That's not. I know, but I booked it right. So when Gus first started booking travel for us, Jim he was, agrees this is not a true story, by so, the way. Like that matters. He was such uh it was such he was such an inexperienced traveler that when he first started booking travel for us. Again, not true. I traveled for years in my old job. He would book us the longest possible layovers wherever we went so we wouldn't miss our connecting flight. So instead of an hour layover, he booked us three hours. I'm like, why do I keep having three hour layovers? He said, I want to make sure we make our flight. You absolutely did that. Absolutely so where, did where not. That come no from, no one corroborates that. Where's that? Where? Someone must have done it to him. It sure as fuck wasn't me. 
Before Rooster Teeth, I traveled for three years with my old job. You've always, the whole time I've known you, you've always been really smart with travel. Yes. And also, if you miss a connection, you get the you on the next flight. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Jeff. Jeff went through a four-year run where nobody wanted to fly with Jeff because he was so fucking <laughs> unlucky about delayed flights and canceled flights. When we went to, was it, when we went to the Lincoln Center, uh, his flight, he stayed in New York an extra three days. Remember right. that? Yeah. His yeah. airport's got fucked up by a snowstorm. A yeah, snowstorm. was like right along the Mississippi, I remember. So what happened to like you guys? That. I don't remember. Because you went to that same event, didn't you? We all like rebooked, but for some reason, Jeff and Sarah could not rebook. They like, it took them an as extra a, three as days. As a joke. So let me, let, let's see who, who, who sounds more guilty here. As a joke, Bernie booked Jason's travel on that trip and he booked him in and out of the Islip airport. I did. To but try I to be to fuck, funny. I fucked with them. The what airport? He was, the, he was the only Island. guy who was not delayed. Because <laughs> Jason was going to travel go, I'll book you. So I booked him like way out in Long Island, this tiny little airport. So he had to take a, an hour and a half cab ride in. But then as a result of that, he was the only person who got out <laughs> on the flight. It's karma. I've yeah. only been delayed on that. I think once where I was delayed a day, I was delayed with Matt in Chicago. And I felt really sorry for Matt because... He'd been traveling for a while, hadn't seen his kids in a while, and then he ended up getting delayed and he had to spend the night in a hotel room with me. And he, he was like looking at his kids. So I was like, oh, this sucks for Matt right Aww. now. He's stuck with me instead of his kids. You should see me and Matt. So we got booked out to Vancouver and for some reason we connected through Phoenix because American Airlines just recently bought U.S. Airways. Although the U.S. Airways employees, I'll tell you, they bought American. That fucking horseshit. Seems like a really weird no. flight path. Really weird. But that's, that's U.S. Airways hub is in Phoenix. So we go, and I'm like, we don't, I don't have a seat assignment. What? What's up, up? It was, it was like a attempt to do one. Like Panama. <laughs> According to Stay me, mouth, D-O-T-J-S, I, I heard the layover story before, but it was Jeff who booked those flights the first time I heard it. What's that? Ooh. It was Jeff who did it? According to Twitter, you have told that story before. I like that you're finding out the true information from yourself in the past. <laughs> nah. Good. So we called Jeff out on that. Because somebody, somebody <laughs> did it. Somebody would book us on flights, and they would make it. They would make us wait extra long. It wasn't fucking me. <laughs> fuck with, it was another person. It was Jeff, as far as I remember, when it came up in an old podcast. This is awesome. I'm glad we've done so many podcasts. They're fuckers. They don't know shit. <laughs> it was probably one of those people who did it to me. I realized what I would do. <laughs> with a time machine, I realized what I would do. Originally, I thought I'd want to go and solve all the mysteries, like see what happened with JFK and all that stuff. Now, what I want to do is take my Mac Pro, my new bin-shaped Mac Pro, go back maybe 30 years and give it to Steve Jobs. Be like, good luck with that. Do you think maybe someone already did that? And that's how mm. it exists today. Wouldn't do, wouldn't do him any good. No, I know. But he'd, he'd, be like, he'd be in awe of it. Nothing on it would make sense. But I'd be like, this is what you will sell one day. Try and get to that. And he'd be so frustrated because he's so, you know, 30 <laughs> years away from being able to do that. So let me ask you a question. Let's say tomorrow. Or an iPhone or something. Tomorrow you wake up and you're in the middle of a field in England yeah. and you've gone back 500 years. Let's go back 1,000 years. Let's say you go back to the Middle Ages, right? Right. The Dark Ages. You go back to that point in time, okay? You know everything you know now, everything that you've gained from modern technology and absorbed via osmosis, not from your studies, <laughs> but you know all that stuff. In the first day, are you king or are you killed? What happens? I, I would die immediately. Immediately, right? Yeah. I mean, none of my knowledge would apply. I wouldn't have... It was basically just people punching each other and stuff back then, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> people the, drinking and punching each other. That was it. That was in the punching. Like, tra- trading like <laughs> messed up pieces of gold, I imagine. 
and mud. <laughs> the boxer rebellion. <laughs> so you would go to, you would go there and you would, bam, time machine, wake up, you're immediately punched to death. By what? <laughs> yeah, By like a knife? I would walk in, I would walk up to someone, I'd say something that he would think I was a pretentious prick, if the word pretentious even existed back then. Probably not. But it's a modern be, word. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> Please, they probably did have to invent it at some point. Like, I don't think a peasant was maybe I would be the... a monk and going, oh, I feel rather pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> think, think of my skills and how they would apply. I'd be like, right, guys, guys, uh, it's not that it's not invented yet. Cameras, they don't exist. But what I do, I use even more special ones to make stuff slow. And they just smack me to death immediately. <laughs> you would draw a selfie. <laughs> they think you were Pretentious crazy. Pretentious. Origin, 1835 to 1845. Nailed it. Fair play. You had to wait for the word to come so around. So what would you do? What, would, what knowledge do you have of uh, the man, future that will like, apply? First of all, cooking. I feel like I could bake something. That'd be amazing. And they would like, like really amazing that I can bake something. What would you like, bake? Like peanut butter cups. There's no way they've got peanut butter cups in the middle. Ages. So where are you gonna get peanuts from the middle of an English field? I would figure it out. That's gonna be the hard part, obviously. Acquisition of the raw materials like, would be tough. Don't punch me yet, sir. Let me make you something. Hold on a second. Let me whip up this or a s'more. I wonder what it's a woman's they, job. Would they, even have, they wouldn't have chocolate. Right. I gotta figure that part out too. But I can do it because I know how to make chocolate. But there's it no be- cocoa in Europe. I just go buy some. And See, I just buy- You'd be like, okay, I'm going to sail west right, for that's like nothing. four months. You would know to go west and there's a whole extra land there that you can take over. And yeah. then it's all yours. Yeah, they just cough on some people. There's a bunch of really nice no. people who will help you out and then will How fall. do you get a boat? How do you, you convince just, someone to give you a boat? Maybe you be like, listen, there's a delicious thing called chocolate. <laughs> it's over there. It would be interesting Don't punch me. as to what period you would have to go to, maybe what year, to completely nip something in the bud, like racism. Imagine the first time racism happened, and you could just be like, all right, these guys are great. We're all the same. Go. And then it was fine. Like, could, could that be possible? I think racism, racism is the way that humans describe normal animal activity. Like if a dog chews up a cat, it's not racism. <laughs> it's just, I'm a dog and that's a cat. I'm fighting because I'm competing for everything on the planet. And this thing is not me, so it's dying. Yeah, but it's humans versus humans. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. It even, is different. Even like the same species. I don't think it's. I You're think comparing different races to dogs and cats? <laughs> Maybe not. But different <laughs> breeds of animals, they attack each other yeah, all the but- time. It's just competition, and we have society, we've, like, tried to remove ourselves from that. I'm not justifying saying it's necessary. I think we have a society, so we don't have it. But it's like, I don't think racism had a start anywhere. Well, I think it's just started somewhere. I think, I think people stopped beating the shit out of each other. They just stopped with certain groups first, basically. And even they were pretty bad at that, the too. The first time a black person met a white person, how did, how did it go? I think, look, if there's one thing I've learned from Game of Thrones, the worst thing that can happen in, like, before civilization or before modern society, the worst thing that could happen to you when you're out on the road is you meet anybody else. Right. That is the worst thing that can happen to you. Actually, the worst thing that can happen to you is that you meet someone you don't know. And even worse than that is meeting someone that you do know. Those are, those are two terrible well, events right. that or can happen to you. Or you meet someone you don't know. Who recognizes the colors of your flag? <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, I don't like that flag. <laughs> yeah. Just anybody. Every time they run into somebody, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen to them. And I think that's just the way the world worked for millions of years. It's like Daisy. It's like you run into somebody like, uh-oh, Everyone's who the enemy. fuck is this? Right. 
I always thought Walking it, Dead. If you could go back in time with an iPhone, you could pretty much rule the world. No, but it wouldn't work. Like you wouldn't. There's like no internet. If, like, even if you went the back, iPhone is so worthless. Yeah. without like if you went back twenty years with the iPhone five S, what we're up to right now, and showed someone, you wouldn't be able to show them what it is. Yeah. It would just be like a tiny TV. It'd be like you got a pocket TV. That's brilliant. It's what funny because I, like, I was nothing. using my phone on the flight the other day in airplane mode, and I was like. This thing's a piece of shit. Yeah, it doesn't do, it doesn't anything. do anything. And you wouldn't be able no. to charge it. The compass would be amazing. 20 years ago? Oh, 20 years ago. We're just talking like 20 years. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know? like you wouldn't be able to charge it. Uh, you like, US- listen, in the future, there's going to be this thing called the internet. Yeah. But did USB exist 20 years ago? No. All right. Chill out. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. Duh. There's a moan from the uh, control room. Why? Because it's your USB comment. Was that a stupid comment? 20 years ago, actually. We're getting close to 20 years on USB. Uh, USB was what? Like 98, 99? You're probably talking right, about like close. the... I'm sure someone will tell us that the spec was made like in the early 90s or something. The before. spec was made by Da Vinci. Like when did the internet come around? The first time I used the internet was like 93. But I think the graphical interface for the web was like 93 or 94. But like mid-90s. But then people will tell you it's been around since the 70s. But it really, it right. really hasn't. I mean, so you were using like Archie and Gopher and all it's that a bunch shit of people that doesn't at, It's a bunch of people at the universities. And, I mean, you wouldn't be able fuck? to text no, anyone. Nothing cool on there. Oh, no. Nope. Well, couldn't text anybody. Anyone. Designed in 1996. What? USB. Oh, okay. By IBM. Get close. 18 years ago. No one used it at that point, though. No, no. It was sure. a bunch of, it was a big, it was, it was DEC, IBM, Intel, Microsoft, NEC, and Nortel. All, hmm. all came together to make USB. And... We still have the same fucking plug for it. I feel like I have to justify my racist comment. Why would you- I feel like I have to go back to that to like over explain it? But you get what I'm saying there? No, like they, I don't think throughout history, black any, and white people are the same as I cats think and everybody dogs. killed everybody when they met each other. Yeah, and I think it's less weird, but you, like on an evolutionary scale, that racism exists. I think the weird thing is that people have decided to stop killing other people. That's like the that's the anomaly historically, right? But racism did happen. I think you're thinking like everyone was happy and then they decided we don't like these people as opposed to everybody all hating each other. I'm not talking about other. just fighting. I'm talking about the, the difference in class. Like, oh, we can buy a black person as a slave. Like, when did that become okay? Oh, Didn't like, white people buying white people as slaves? I think slavery existed like back when one tribe would absorb another back to the beginning of evolution. I mean, I think that kind of thing existed. I mean, you're talking about the monetary exchange. I mean – you understand it was like competition of evolution, all that stuff that uh, one group, one tribe would find another and kill each other. And that would, that's how they'd yeah, find I think, mates. I think even like, you know, like talking about tribes, like even like the Mongol horde, you know, barbarians uh, invading other areas would do the same thing where they'd take, you know, slaves for that purpose. Yeah. Mm. I think that's something like 10% of the modern population can trace its, its genetic roots back. To Genghis Khan. It's like a really high number. It might be he likes to I shack. think you're correct. I'm looking it up just to verify, but I think it is 10%. Mental. The genetic legacy of Genghis Khan. Uh, one in 200 men, direct descendants of Genghis Khan. One in 200, so way less than 10%. But so is he the most successful man? On an evolutionary scale, yeah. yes. From but the- if you met the guy, you would probably not like get him an award or the key to the city or something like was that. Was he pretentious? He was pretentious. <laughs> That's a good word. They probably came up with it for that. Full circle. But you know what I'm getting at there? It's like you're saying like like we had a normal happy society where everyone got along and then suddenly there was like some dick decided to be racist. I don't think that's the ev- that that's the process by which that happened. There wasn't a moment in which it happened. No, I'm just saying it's like we came out of it and like some yeah. groups decided, hey, Everyone let's all stopped. stop killing each other 
Let's all, but then they met some other people like, okay, we're now we're gonna kill these people. We're gonna continue. We're gonna continue to hate these people. That's right. it. That's what racism is. It's like we. It's like a long evolutionary thing of like we hate everybody and we're just continuing to hate this group of people. Well, it, makes, it makes sense to me. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, I feel like I'm weird. I got you. I got you. Like you, you, were, you, you, were, you didn't go through the full explanation initially, so it was a little weird, but I feel like you've explained I it. I feel like I'm in the shallows at this point. You explained You're it fine. fine. I was sent an interesting video earlier by Brian where there's this water or something that looked like water was in a bowl, and it hit its triple point. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Where it can be simultaneously liquid gas and solid. So there was just this liquid that was just like freezing and then like erupting and then freezing and stuff. I've never seen that before. How? And I guess every material has a triple point. The difference in pressure and temperature. It's crazy. Like we were talking recently about how pressure can boil water. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily need to have it hot. It shot? was cool that I really want to film it in slow-mo and watch it like crystallize to ice and then instantly melt. And then did, the, did the video explain how to do it? I don't know. I didn't watch it with the sound on. Oh. It was cool. <laughs> they told me I was mad about a cupcake shop being in a school. Now that makes me mad. <laughs> when, I, when I read that, that's oh. Wookie seventy two said, "Bernie, you were mad about a cupcake shop being in a remodel it w- school." It was when we were in Seattle. We went to uh, a cupcake shop. It, was it Seattle or Portland? No, this is like a very shop Portland was thing. Seattle. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. Not happy about that. I, I like that. I remember that. They were good cupcakes, though. Does that make you feel any better? What's that? They were good cupcakes, though. Does that make you feel any better? It does. Also, it helps with Twitter calling me a racist. There's a bar <laughs> in my school. <laughs> What's that? There's a bar in my school. What does that mean? In my college. Oh, there's a... A student bar. What? That's not the same thing. <laughs> that's not the same thing at all. What are you talking about? There's a, a bar shop. in the college. Yeah. No, that... but they took away a school and replaced it with a cupcake shop. Oh, I thought you meant they just had one. No. They were selling it makes cupcakes. me upset that like they remodeled a school. Well, and it wasn't it. the whole school, surely. How big was it? It could have been like a little schoolhouse. No, there was like various shops. It was like a like a little shopping mall. Okay. Yeah. So it's exactly what I said. Okay. Yes. Okay. And there there was a cupcake shop. I remember that. I thought you were getting mad that they put a cupcake shop in a school. I was saying when they stopped using schools to be schools, they used them for something else. (laughs) Here's one of the things. When you make a controversial statement, which I hopefully explained away, have I dropped you right in it? But I know I did. Yeah. You know what? And I see people who like they when they like put their foot in their mouth like with. (laughs) <laughs> you know statements and they say things and people will attack you and yeah. then you can respond and like try to defend yourself the worst thing that can happen in that process is all the people that jump to your defense <laughs> they're like trying to help you <laughs> oh, it's worse it's, it's, <laughs> it's, way, worse, isn't it? it's way worse here's the ironic thing you never control the internet who comes to your defense we were talking about about things that you would want to go back and change like go back in time and change do you wish you could go back and undo Right before you made that comment? No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally fine with what I said. Right. What, I, what I do think is that I would go back and like do some things that undo some things that became like running jokes, just because I don't want to hear them anymore. I just undo don't. what, like the honey? Thing. The honey doesn't spoil one. Yeah, which is behind me. I think <laughs> yeah. the honey doesn't yeah. spoil. It's half gone. It's because I have, have it. you been using that honey? No, no. I think it's if, just the angle. You're if you at. had, it's light. Oh, it's okay. full. If you had three chances to go back in time, like in your life. Would you have used any of them so far? Probably. Yeah? Yeah? Sure, why not? All right. I feel like My life's more things. than a third over. Do you have stuff in your life where it's just like, I would totally do that again? Oh, in my life only? Like, yeah. not all time? Yeah. Oh. Just to fix mistakes you've made? I don't know. Probably. No, I don't care. I, I really don't care. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All right? What? So, guys, if you go back a thousand years in time tomorrow, what happens to you? Not good stuff? Are you dead? Probably. They would kill you? Yeah. You would know a lot of math. 
What's that? Like you would know a lot of math. Yeah, but you can I mean, forward mathematics. You just gotta get to the right dude. I don't know a lot of punch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> you would have to slog through a lot of people who would just try to kill you to get to people there who are, you could even understand that you have more knowledge than yeah. they do. There are people in history who you could easily believe that that happened to them, though. Just went back in time. Well, I mean, like there's Tesla. evidence of like, uh, <laughs> what was it? Galileo. I love that guy. You know? That he was a time traveler? <laughs> he's not a time traveler. <laughs> that he was in trouble for his beliefs. Oh, right. That <laughs> <laughs> he got in trouble. That you're about to make a, a really weird comment. What is something you wouldn't bring up? Like if you went back and you try to convince people that you knew more than they did. What is something you wouldn't tell them? Well, it depends on the time. Like at certain times, you, would, you wouldn't tell people that the Earth revolves around the sun. Yeah. Or that it's round. I wouldn't tell people about germ theory. Because that would make you sound like a lunatic. Yeah, this invisible Like that would be too far in advance for them. You'd also have to remember, like, when stuff was invented and try to, like, figure that out. Yeah. I'd also tell people that there are some stuff about your body that you need to maintain. Like what? You have to brush your teeth in that. Oh. You don't think they knew that? Back then? Mm-mm. I mean, what, what if we don't know that you have to clean your, the outside of your nose or something? I mean, you don't do that, right? I clean the outside of my nose, yeah. Yeah, but not, like, every night before bed and stuff. No, I don't have, like, a nose cleaner that I use, but, like, I have a toothbrush. <laughs> there might be something about our body that we don't know we have to do yet, and it will extend our lives. That would be amazing if there was, like, and there has to be, and I think it's phys- there's some stuff in physics that are like that, like, a fundamental but easy understanding of the universe that we just don't have yet, and then once we know it, just the fact that we know it will change everything. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, once we knew about germs, that, like, changed the way we approached medicine, or just, like... If we just learned something basic, it's like, oh, that's really fucking simple. And like, nobody made this connection. And it's like, we just had an experiment that revealed it, like when, the way that bonds are made or the way that, you know, atoms are connected. But it's, it's, it's not that it's that complex and we just can't discover it. So it's like, it's like right in front of us. And it's like, oh shit. You know, when, when we have people it. discover the clip. Go ahead. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going for. Thank you for like getting it for me. Um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when do you think the clip was discovered, Gavin? I mean, people saw it a lot, probably. Did they? But uh, <laughs> did they really know what its true potential? I'm sure some people, I'm <laughs> sure some people figured it out right away. <laughs> right away. I like it when he bites his lip. <laughs> what is the true potential of the clip? It makes like, if you went back in time and you, like, found the, like, the foremost authority on clits well, a imagine, thousand years ago, I imagine, like, No, this listen. is actually my skill now. I would go back and be sort of like an ancient sex therapist, mm. and I'd, I'd watch people no. do it, and I'd be like, "No, that I don't think looks you'd want to terrible. watch." I, I don't think you'd want to watch people in the Middle Ages have sex. But no, that's the thing. I can I can help them out because I'm not saying I know anything about in, good intercourse, but I could give a few pointers just from the internet. <laughs> I, don't be, I don't think you'd want to give pointers what, to people in the Middle Ages. What would be your best pointer? Your first pointer, like to the typical person in the middle take ages. a shower <laughs> yeah, first one. clean that up that looks infected yep then uh pay attention to this don't what, what pay attention to what bit of, bit of that don't bite it ever you talking about the clit yeah all right good advice yeah what, what, what advice would you chuck don't in? bite it that's a good one yeah <laughs> don't bite it <laughs> Why are you making that I, I would not go back and give sex advice. That, I assume they got that. Let's put it this way. That was his number one go-to tip. Don't bite don't, it. Don't bite it. Don't bite it. <laughs> well, don't, right? They're probably not biting it already. <laughs> not more than once. I'm just saying, I've got no other skills. I, I don't even know about the, like, I couldn't even do the cooking thing. But apparently, clit. Could you make gunpowder? <laughs> no. 
I didn't read the bloody cookbook and cook on like burn my kitchen up. What you like right off the top of your head? You don't know how to make gunpowder. I open a firework and tip out the inside. Really, you don't know what the three no. ingredients in gunpowder are? Do you? No. Really? What are they? Uh, charcoal, uh, saltpeter, and sulfur. And you can Salt make gunpowder. Saltpeter. Peter. Saltpeter. It's actually a. Uh, it Salt actually is a. It causes erectile dysfunction as well. They used to put it in kids. Food at camps so they wouldn't jerk off in the bunks. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. What? Yeah. I, maybe that's what my dad told me. Well, I know, that's that's why asshole. Kellogg's cornflakes no were invented to, to keep people from jacking off. What well, about? They had a theory that spicy foods made people horny. So the Kellogg, the guy, Kellogg's cornflakes, Kellogg was like a very strict religious person. He thought that too many young people were masturbating. So he wanted to make bland foods to keep them from masturbating. And he made cornflakes as a result of that. So his pride product was bland. He described as bland food. He was also obsessed with poop. Yes. What? Mm -hmm. You can't just say that and then look down. What does that mean? (laughs) He's looking for uh, the saltpeter, erectile dysfunction thing. Potassium nitrate. That's the third ingredient? No, no, no. That's what what saltpeter is. Oh, Jesus. You know what I hate? When you go to look up stuff on the internet and you just get to a site that's a bunch of questions, but it's not its not an answer. Oh, click here to see the answer. No, probably not going to do that. Fuckinganswers.com. So I think people are saying this, that's the new shirt. Don't bite it. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude. Who is this? I'm excited for John Rising. Author Pa tweeted, Some girls like the clip being bit. But I do not believe that for a second. I'm sure. I believe what? it is an urban legend that I just passed along. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking... Oh, for six today on the podcast for just talking garbage. <laughs> I, I'm a, get, Gus, I think you scheduled our flights correctly. I've been wrong about everything else tonight, so I might as well be wrong about that as well. <laughs> so, there's actual like advice coming through on the Twitter feed now. It's kind of disturbing. What, like sex advice? Uh, Clit advice. Tell them lot. I can't read it. Can't no, read do it. it, do it. Read it. Where was it? Tell them lots of fingering will help with the first time doers in making it comfortable and not bleed. <laughs> Holy Christ, dude. Listen, this is we're not inventing time machines. We're done. We don't want our audience going back or Gavin and giving sexual advice. Just don't the first thing I tell all those filthy people in the in You know, it's it's so funny, it's like everybody like before us in time, they just seem like savages. It's just like they're just total they could have lived in the nicest civilizations. It's just like if you were born more than a hundred years ago, I just assume you're like a savage. Yeah. Just like, just gross, like disease, never have been around running water, like all that stuff. Even people like lived in New York in like 1910. I just How did people just... cope with foreskins back then? What do you mean? This was like, <laughs> how do they cope just with it? Just like be goopy and, yeah. You gotta have a clean knob if you Every, have a foreskin. It's everything, Gavin. Everything would be gross because you'd just be like, Bleh. You'd just be like, <laughs> What is the longest you've ever gone without a shower? Couple of days. Like camping trip or something like that? Have <laughs> you been camping? Yeah. Have you? For like a day. I couldn't imagine. Spend one night and then I'm done. <laughs> just I out. Yeah. Done. What do you think is the most like, what is the most like athletic thing that you've done in your life? Athletic thing? You ever climb like a mountain? You ever hiked? No, I used to run the 1500 meters. You said, oh, you did that in what, high school or grade school? Yeah. You run the 1500 like meters. like a mile. You're pretty fast. What? You're a fast runner. I've seen you run before. you see me run? Yeah, because no. I've chased is you Is the 1500 meters a thing? Yeah, it's three. It's three and three quarters of the way around the track. <laughs> three and th- yeah, I know. It's like <laughs> why not? Why not four? Why not the sixteen hundred meters? You just do four laps. I don't. Well, it's Olympics, isn't it? Fifteen hundred is one. Yeah, of but the- why three and three quarters? <laughs> I don't know. What do you run in the damn Olympics? A mile. No, the Olympics. We all run the same thing. 
Well, there you go. It's the but same why for you. not four laps? I didn't invent the damn thing. You didn't either. <laughs> Seems dumb. No, the sixteen hundred meter relay. I don't know that there is a. There's a fifteen hundred meter race. Isn't there? Fifteen hundred. I think Gavin is lying. <laughs> fifteen hundred meter race. Maybe. I guess there is such a thing in the modern Olympic Games. The men's fifteen hundred meter race. What's, right. what, what's, do you, can you see the record on that? What's the fastest someone's run that? This picture's from like, imagine a couple of minutes. This picture's like from 1890. <laughs> There's like a horse in it. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, was the guy racing the horse? Yeah. Yeah. It's the foremost middle distance track event in athletics. The distance has been contested at the Summer Olympics since ni- 1896 and the World Championship in athletics since 1983. Uh, men. Rank one. Worldwide, Morocco, 1998. Nation Morocco, I'm not going to pronounce this guy's name. He ran it in 326, three minutes, 26 seconds flat. Not bad. Not bad at all. That's a lot. It's, it's the kind of thing minute. where you have to, it's just long enough where you have to just have to pace yourself and then do the sprint at the end. I saw this thing recently. There's a subreddit called Early Celebration, which is like all the people who like celebrate right before they cross the finish line and somebody comes and passes them. It's the best. It's really, it, what is that? Why is that so? It's, it's like, because you hate cockiness as a trait in humans. Yeah. And that's like the perfect example of it. Like where the, they're getting what they're deserving. I love the dudes who like take their hands off the handlebar of the bike and they're like this and the yeah. bike goes <laughs> and then they try to run with their bike to the finish line. Oh, it's got to be a misery. There's some things that you can't hide as a human. You can hide a lot of emotions, sadness, happiness. You can't hide embarrassment, and you can't hide pain. People who are injure themselves and try and walk it off without wanting them to people to know that they're injured, it's really funny to me. They do like a little limp or a hobble or something. It's like, what? <laughs> you I see them that. internally just cringing. Yeah. So listen, do we have to talk to do we have to talk to Caleb who works for us? Okay, because Caleb hurt his ankle. He's playing he plays frisbee. frisbee. Yeah, and he injures himself constantly. He injures his shoulder. His leg. He's on crutches again for like the ninth time. Yeah. He posted a picture of it Just too. stop throwing the frisbee around. So should we sit him down and say, look. If it was a real sport. Yeah. Like this thing that you do for fun and you dedicate your life to, it's fucking lame and now it's professional, painful for you. professional frisbee? It's bad for you. I feel like we should tell him. Intervention? <laughs> Is your professional frisbee playing? Like, no. Don't let anyone get paid to play frisbee. No. Then don't injure yourself for frisbee. Right. You should stop the frisbee thing. That's what I'm getting at too. I think should we sit him down and talk to him? About sure. That? I mean, there's plenty let's, of. Let's blame. invite him to the podcast next week. Don't anyone tell him. Let's invite him to the podcast next week. There's plenty of lame sports that you can play. Right. If there's a sport that you're playing that's not going to help you get laid, there's plenty of those. Like, Bowling. He has a girlfriend. Curling. I mean, it's working. Does she know about the frisbee thing? She might I think not know. I think that's how they met. You can't assume that. <laughs> what? I think that's how they met. Playing frisbee. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, she stepped on his leg and I was impressed. <laughs> she's a golden retriever. <laughs> I never met her. I'm sure she's a nice girl. That was a joke. I'm sure, I'm sure she's very nice. And, and Caleb, Caleb is, in, is in better shape than anybody well, else who works in this company. You are a lot of people to animals. Uh, apparently I am today. Apparently I am. All right. Well, it's about time to wrap oh, it up anyway. If we knew somebody who like... Every weekend they went out and jumped on a pogo stick <laughs> and they kept hurting themselves on the pogo stick. We would be morally obligated if to see them down. in the ass. I hate seeing people on crutches. Right. He's inconvenienced by seeing it. What's annoying is that you know when you're at school and there's always some just twat on crutches? Yeah, every time at school. And you say, don't bite him. But they, <laughs> but they love it don't because you it. get like crutch attention. I hate that. 
You know, I was in a car today, this morning, and a school bus stopped, and I had to stop for it, and I was, like, watching the school bus, and I had this feeling that I hadn't had in years of thinking, like, oh, that's a school bus, ugh. And I thought, I don't, and I thought hey, I don't have to go to school. I'm yeah. an adult. I don't have to go. And I <laughs> in my car, I flipped off of school. What? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> And I just thought, man, fuck you, school bus. I'm not going to school. Today. <laughs> Danny, Danny kids see you like, whoa, guy just flipped me off. The windows were all tinted. I didn't think about it. <laughs> After I did it. Did you do it driving by or when you were just like, no, stop no, no, no. You had to stop in Texas. It was going this way. And I was were you, like, were you in the Tesla? Tesla? I was like, I was, here's exactly how it went. I stopped and I went, I went uh, oh, haha. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a guy. You're going like a $90,000 electric car flipping off a bunch of kids in the school <laughs> bus. a guy who works for a living driving a school bus. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. But, <laughs> but I was just trying to like, it was more like, I don't know, I was going to go to school today, so. You're a terrible person. <laughs> I just didn't think about it. It was just a, just a reaction. Uh. As you do. Oh, God. Do you, you, when was the last time, <laughs> you've been out of school a long time, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you have a degree. You're the only ones here with a degree. Do you still have dreams to this day that you're in school and you got a test that you didn't prepare for or a class that or anything like that? I still have dreams about high school. I hate that. Which is weird because I had four years of college. I've never had a never dream about, dream about, about it. since I left school. Really? I, terrible. I'm To this day, I still have dreams that I'm like in a class and I'm in a final that I didn't study for or something like that. I, I hate I'm like it. A, I think, gotta end. I think I empty trash in my brain a lot. Like when I finished school, I was just like, it's a lot of trash school, to get empty. Done. I have a lot of RTX dreams still. Oh, those are, those are the worst. Yeah. That's understandable. I can't believe I delayed the end of the podcast things. to tell a story about how I flipped off a school bus. All right. I'm going to go well, to jail. Everyone, we're, uh, we're at time. We've got to wrap up. Should Thank you, Bernie, for flipping off the podcast. Oh, we have a, a sale starting April 1st, April 1st, which is the day this comes out. Uh, 11% off for 11 days. Yeah. So check out the store. 11. Thank you guys for 11 great years yes. of Rooster Teeth. It has been a, an honor be a part of this community for 11 years. It's really, really been amazing. And there is not a single day that goes by uh, that I don't think about it. And Gus, I'm sure you're pretty much the same way. Especially when I'm plunging that toilet. It's, uh, there you go. <laughs> Thank flip, you, mystery toilet clogger. <laughs> all right, we'll see you on Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. <laughs> bye, bye. And next I love Monday you with another episode of RT Podcast. Happy anniversary. It's the Rooster Teeth Podcast.